Your shot at $1,000 now. Text the word CASH to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus IHAR radio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's CASH to 200-200. Yeah, I'll tell I'll tell you after. But hey, right now, how you doing? It's Monday. It's April twenty third. It's your morning ritual with me, Gary Lewis, KNST AM seven ninety Tucson's most stimulating talk. And I hope you had a fantastic weekend. But let's get going because there are three things that I think you need to know. Number one, thank you, thank you. Uh, number one, it looks like Thursday is going to be walkout day. For teachers here in this state, I don't know how many are going to do it. We don't know how long it's going to last. Who knows what? But Doug Ducey is uh, vetoing a whole bunch of Republican bills because he's trying to find more money. That's a story that came out over the weekend. He's vetoing bills, and now Republicans are mad at him because he's, they're like, he's just vetoing things on, on politics, not on policy. What, what's going on? So we have that. He's trying to be liked. Well, that too. Good call. Second thing that I think you need to know is Mike Pompeo, the former CIA director, going to be, I guess, a big big vote today, Senate panel, for him to be the next Secretary of State, and he should be. Uh, I mean, for God's sakes, if John Kerry and Hillary Clinton could get bipartisan support, even though they didn't like him, this is nice that the Democrats, right before the meeting with Kim Jong-un, are going to mess with this guy. By the way, every Democrat on this panel is going to vote against him, and Rand Paul may even do it, even though Rand Paul voted for John Kerry. So... What what? This is where we are now in politics because it's part of the Trump administration. You got to vote against it. This has never happened ever before, ever, ever, ever before. Even by the way, even if he goes down in the panel, they don't vote to uh, confirm him on the panel. They can still recommend he goes to the full Senate for a for a vote. So we'll see. And John McCain, uh, from wherever he is, he needs to just resign already. He just can't do his job. It's as simple as that. Uh, he's against torture. Pompeo. Uh, well, he's. He's all about it to make sure we can extract information, so we'll see what happens with that. That might be the difference in him becoming the next Secretary of State or not, which is such a damn crime, because this guy is more qualified than the last two put together, Clinton and Kerry. Third thing, I think you need to know the Waffle House shooter, this guy down in Nashville. I love how the authorities like, we think he has mental problems. The guy shows up naked. He's not wearing pants. No underwear either. And he shoots up a Waffle House, four people shot and killed, while he, and he had an AR-15, of course, so, uh, you know, some politician out there in Tennessee is like, we got to get rid of these terroristic weapons. Are you kidding me right now? Uh, anyway, uh, this guy was also arrested for, uh, for having a gun near the, uh, the White House. And the FBI recommended his guns be taken away, so authorities took away his guns, gave them to his dad. His dad gave him his guns back! We'll get into that as well. Three things I think you need to know. He's still on the loose, by the way. That's he's also He's still on the loose. Schools are locked down in Nashville. They literally gave the guns to his dad. His dad gave his, his guns back. They took away the gun. How many more gun laws, by the way, will stop that from happening? That's what I want to know. Seriously. Uh, this is a crazy story. A guy just walks in to a Waffle House, and for no reason except for the fact that he's crazy, Travis Ryan, I shouldn't even say his name, 29-year-old guy, naked during the shooting except for a green jacket and an assault rifle. I love this assault rifle. 
may have, quote, mental issues, end quote, authorities said. He owns a handgun that authorities have not yet recovered. He walked into a Waffle House early Sunday, like late Saturday night, early Sunday, killed four before a customer wrestled the weapon away. Now, as soon as he either his gun jammed or he was out of ammo, that's when this, uh, this guy's saying he's not a hero. He's a hero. He is a hero, the guy that did this. Um, James Shaw Jr., four-year, he has a four-year-old girl, said he was just trying to survive. Um, he got in there and tried to grab in the gun and everything else. He only sustained a minor injury, miraculously enough. Uh, police found this guy's jacket. He decided to go fully naked at that point, left his jacket, ran out naked. They found He found two AR-15 magazines loaded with bullets in his pockets. Yeah. Now, here's where this story from Nashville gets frustrating. Because, again, people are going to sit here and we need a ban on guns. They're going to sit here and say that. We need to stop the guns. Well, Secret Service agents arrested this guy last July for being in a restricted area near the White House. Special Agent Todd Hudson said this idiot was detained after refusing to leave the restricted area, saying he wanted to meet President Trump. Oh, yeah, this guy's all together, isn't he? State police in Illinois, where this guy lived until last fall, subsequently revoked his state firearms card at the request of the FBI, and four guns were then taken from him, including the AR-15 that was used in Sunday's shooting, as well as a handgun, according to authorities. They took all these guns, but the sheriff there, this is great, Sheriff Robert Houston, Tazewell County, Illinois, said deputies allowed Reinking's father to take possession of the guns, on the promise he would keep the weapons secure and out of the possession of Travis. The sheriff added that based on past deputies' encounters with this guy, quote, there's certainly evidence that there's some sort of mental health health issues involved. While the sheriff said it was unclear how this guy reclaimed his guns, Nashville police spokesman Don Aaron said the father, quote, has now acknowledged giving them back to his son, which is against the law. But you know what we need? More gun laws. More gun laws. That is exactly what we need. More gun laws. In May of 2016, Tazewell County deputies were called to a CVS parking lot where this guy told officers that Taylor Swift was stalking him and hacking his phone and that his family was also involved. He agreed to go to a local hospital for an evaluation after repeatedly requesting, resisting the request. Another report from the sheriff's office said this guy barged into a community pool in Tremont, Illinois last June and jumped into the water wearing a pink woman's coat over his underwear. Investigators believed he had an AR-15 rifle in his trunk, but it was never displayed. No charges were filed. So, yeah, this guy's absolutely out of his mind. But you know what we need to do? We need more gun laws to stop people like you and me that are not out of our minds uh, from protecting ourselves and our family. Yeah, so that's the latest. So the police are out for this uh, guy, and they're, they're, again, schools are locked down because nobody knows what the heck this, this maniac's going to do. He's just he's out of his mind. It's, it's just sad. What the hell was the dad thinking, though? You don't hear that a lot in the stories, though, do you? You just hear that he killed four people, there was a hero that got the gun away, and now he's on the loose. Why is it all the way, all the way at the bottom? All, it's, seriously, it's all the way at the bottom that... His dad acknowledged, yeah, I gave, his, I, gave his, I gave back his guns. Whoops. Yep. That's what it comes down to. Dad gave back the guns. 
Um, I'm telling you, this is uh, this is just you want to know why you don't hear it. Of course, it's because the media doesn't want you to know that because they want to be able to put the narrative out there of we need more gun control. That's what it comes down to. Uh, the Nashville mayor. He's the one. I thought that's what it was. Um, he said we need we need to confiscate more terroristic guns after the Waffle House killing. Oh yeah, it's the gun's fault. It's not the dad's fault. Not anybody else's fault. It's um, it's the gun's fault. We need to get the gun. You know the good people. They can't have guns. That can't happen. Uh, as a matter of fact, throw me up over there real quick. This was him on CNN. Here we go. Well, that, that's right. I, I think uh, I think people have had enough of this. There's certain weapons that are out there being sold mm. that people are specifically choosing to go out and commit these acts to terrorize the people living in our country. And uh, no matter what the law is, these kind of guns are being used for this purpose. Hang on. This is Mayor David Riley. They're so quick to label everything terrorism because that's the word that scares people. But if you dare call a Muslim person a terrorist, you, you need to go to thought prison. You do. You do. Here we go. So we got to do more than just background checks. We got to do more mm. than just making sure people with mental illness don't get them. These kind of guns just need to come off the street, period, because oh. they're only being used for this purpose. That's what we really got to do as a country. I think that's, that's it. That's what we're learning just from this instance, where somebody may have actually had the gun illegally or legally. It's really just about the gun itself. Can you believe that last line? Somebody may have had the gun legally or illegally. It's really just about the gun itself. Because the gun magically gets up on its legs and finds a person that's mentally ill and says, Take me! Let me jump into your arms! It's the only reason people have this. Of course, I know plenty of people that have AR-15s, and they don't, they don't do this. No, 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 no. I just thought that that soundbite was one of the most remarkable things. I mean, finally, at least he comes out and, and says it. Hey, it's all about the gun itself. It's not about the people. No, it's all about the gun. So it doesn't matter if you're mentally ill or you're perfectly sane and everything's good and you're rational. It's about the gun. And uh, me being part of the government, I don't want you to have the gun anymore. So there you go. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And think about this. It's interesting. The FBI knew about this guy. They knew about him. Secret Service. FBI, authorities, state police, don't they all knew about this guy. I mean, what do you want him to do? Lock him up now? But why do you think government's the answer at that point? That's the whole, the whole, what this screams is that this is why we need to actually have firearms. Because the government's not going to be there to protect you at all times because they simply can't. So the government knew about uh, this guy. Uh, They knew about the shooter down in Parkland at Stoneham Douglas High School. Who else do they know about? Nightclub guy? Yeah, the Pulse nightclub shooter. They knew about all this stuff. But hey, it's the gun, right? It's the gun. It's exactly what it is. You can comment if you'd like. 880-KNST, 880-5678. Oh, man, do I have a great story at 710, too. Saving this for then. You have to stay with me. Please, 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 please. Great story at 710. So you had these uh, these walkouts last week. Was it Friday? Yeah, Friday was the walkout, right? Didn't, yes. I mean, I... 
I, I didn't walk out. I didn't walk out. Yeah, the school nas- national walk school out. walkout. Yeah, we we can't do that. Though. We actually have to have a living, earn a living. Um, but there was the national school walkout. You had the ones last month, right? And everything happened. Blah blah blah. Do you think this is making younger people become voters? Again, they can like and retweet everything they want. Do you think it's really making them become voters? Because people are scared about this. Oh, my God, this is it. This is going to... Wait till you hear the latest. We'll get that at 710. And did you hear there was a tragedy that took place, right? We had kids walk out here in southern Arizona, but there was a tragedy. One kid was killed walking out. Did you hear about this? Yay, happy Monday. Oh, yeah. And then we'll get to the Doug Ducey stuff, and oh, I'll give you a and real quick. We'll get to that uh, story coming up. The uh, The kid killed walking out of class uh in the anti-gun march or anti-gun walkout whatever the hell it is uh but also in about uh, four minutes i'll also tell you about steve christie because uh we invited him on the show he was on the show on thursday we invited him to come in this week talk to Allie miller i'll give you the latest there too don't go anywhere morning ritual garrett lewis knstam 792 sons most stimulating talk Shun. oh yeah 628 yes you got stimulation by eating ryan steaks over the weekend ryan had steaks 59 out now. What's <laughs> we get excited about? Food. <laughs> Food. 92 and mostly sunny today. And we're going to be in the 90s, it looks like, for a while. Maybe only 88 on Sunday. By then, it'll be 95. Uh, so it looks like the heat have uh, has uh, cometh. So uh, get ready for that. It's only going to get warmer. Um, now, uh, I, uh, I finally got a text back from Steve Christie. Supervisor Steve Christie, if you missed my interviews with Allie Miller and Steve Christie, my goodness gracious, you need to go to KNST.com, go to my page, you can go back and hear them. They're on my Facebook page, they're on my iHeartRadio channel, iHeartRadio.com, search Gary Lewis. They're all there, they're everywhere. Incredible stuff. Uh, Steve Christie, I think, has finally realized it, that he has stepped in it. He doesn't care, though. Um, Steve Christie actually, uh, he, he said again, to, to justify his decision to put... To, to the county to take over the Green Valley Park. If you missed it, he said, well, why are we complaining? Allie Miller has a whole bunch of parks in her district, and they cost $3.5 or so, $3.6 million to take care of. This is just ninety grand a year. Of course, it's a new cost and everything else, but that was the justification. That was such a a juvenile thing to say. And you, you could tell, look, you know, he went like, became full politician. Look, Steve Christie um, is, is uh, officially the swamp. He's part of the swamp. He didn't want to be the swamp. He said he was against the swamp. He wanted to get rid of Huckleberry and everything else. Ugh, you know, the swamp runs deep here in Pima County. Just like there were a whole bunch of Republicans that worked to keep Sharon Bronson in office. Sharon the driver. Pima County Supervisor Sharon Bronson. A bunch of Republicans made sure that she won. She barely won. She won by 1,400 votes over the actual uh, conservative person in the race. Um, and that was Kim DeMarco. And she would have been great, but you had Republicans actively working against it because they want to make sure Chuck gets his three votes. See, they all make money off Chuck and his decisions. That's what it comes down to. That's what's here. I'm just letting you know. And Steve Christie is part of that group. It's obvious now. We'll call him for a tax increase, everything else. It's obvious. Absolutely obvious. You know, I wonder now that he keeps pushing for a uh, road tax and everything else to pay for that stuff. Um, just, just remember. The guy that seems to be benefiting from this by dumping a whole bunch of useless land and not paying 19 plus thousand a year in property taxes is the Borderlands construction owner, Morgan North. He gets millions of dollars in contracts to build roads. And Steve Christie is on a rampage to get a, a road, a, a sales tax implemented 
to allegedly be collected for the roads. And Allie Miller broke the news on Friday that she looked at it. They're not even, if this sales tax ever did somehow pass, it's not even guaranteed that every penny would be used for actually roads, for actual roads. So I just wonder, you know, it makes you just sit back and wonder again, was Steve Christie pushing for a road tax, a sales tax to fix roads to help out his buddy who owns Borderlands Construction who actually builds roads? Keeps on helping him out. And by the way, that guy is more than welcome to come on the show and talk about this stuff. Uh, he wanted to talk to me off the air, told Ryan he doesn't have time to talk to me on the air because he's a very busy guy. Of course, off the air is during the workday for most people. On the air could be before the workday starts. But he's in construction, who knows, whatever. I'm sure he's very, very busy. Very busy. So uh, we'll, we'll, do, we'll do more of that. We'll do more of that later on in the show. Now, um... This was a very sad story. Kids were uh, walking out of class all across the country, here in southern Arizona as well, on the what, 19th anniversary of Columbine. Just say this is, this is an, enough, this is terrible, what is going on, blah, blah, blah. There was a, a sixth grader in El Paso, Texas, that walked out of class as well. Because he's part of the big group, and he was hit and killed by a truck. Yep, Parkland, again, Park, I mean, what are we, it's not Parkland, Florida, but Parkland Middle School in El Paso, Texas, an 11-year-old, a sixth grader, hit and killed by a pickup truck. He's crossing a major highway during the national school walkout. You know, this is why schools, this whole BS thing about, yo, we want kids to be able to speak their mind and blah, blah, blah. They're there to learn. You crack the whip. You're not allowed to leave class. If you leave class, you're going to get detention or suspended. We're not here to make sure you can just mouth off and speak your this or that. You're a minor. Your parents let us watch over you and protect you. This is our job. According to police, a student was in the walkout, but then left the campus with a group of 12 to 15 students, shockingly, who scaled a wall to escape the school and then crossed a major highway and then crossed back. He was killed bringing up the rear on the second crossing. Nobody else was hit. Hmm. Nobody else was hit. Yeah. Um, Student Daniela Ramirez and a seventh grader, Emerson Garcia, told ABC7 what they saw once students were allowed out for an organized walkout. Quote, I stood for a good two minutes, and then we had a rush of kids just to run to this stone wall and just start jumping over. It was like a swarm of kids just started jumping the wall. No kidding. District officials anticipated the walkout, tried to be proactive, allowing kids to walk out and assemble on the field. You can't do that. They added extra staff. Security stood by at the front and back of the school, but still a group of 12 to 15 kids left campus, and now one is dead. Yeah, that should strike fear into everyone. It's just sad a kid dies, but that should strike also fear into every administrator and superintendent here across the country, especially here in southern Arizona. You you know, you getting bossed around by kids now? We have to let them do No, you don't. Uh-huh. 6.34. Speaking of that, we'll get into some uh, walkout news. Because Doug Ducey is now uh, getting hit by Republicans. Because the deuce, is the deuce cracking a bit? Is he cracking? Oh, 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 oh man. Well, I'll tell you what he's doing now to try to uh, appease the teachers. We'll get to that coming up at about 5 right now on KNST. Here's Fox. It's only because Trump's there. I mean, there were Republicans that voted for Hillary and John Kerry. Because presidents are supposed to get secretaries of state that they want. 
He, the, all these people, by the way, voted for him to be CIA director. Now he can't be Secretary of State. This is so bad. But you know what? Do it. Do it. This is really going to help you in the midterms, just like that lawsuit. Third thing I think you need to know uh, is, is that the, uh, the Nashville Waffle House shooter, turns out he's extremely mentally ill. I mean, he's done all kinds of crazy stuff the past few years. Uh, authorities were told to take away his, his firearms. They got rid of uh, his ability to actually have firearms in the state of Illinois, and they took away his firearms and gave them to his dad. And then what his dad do? Gave them right back to him. They already confiscated the firearms that he used to kill four people at Waffle House. So what other gun law can be used? What other, what other gun law can be created to stop this? Yeah, the one that says, give me all your guns. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure that'll stop it, because bad people always listen. They'll totally turn them over. Three things I think you need to know. By the way, uh, how about the news that came out late Friday that North Korea said they will stop their uh, nuclear weapons testing? That's freaking huge. Before we get to Ducey, if any other president would have been able to get this done, it'd be the lead story everywhere, everything. What the media wanted to talk about, though, James Comey. I mean, it's, 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 if you really, I mean, I know you don't question the bias, but this is, uh, this is some crazy stuff, man. This is some really crazy stuff, and it shows you how bad the media is. This is, this is what happened on Friday was stunning. Stunning. And you know what? I had more people come up to me about that over the weekend. Uh, hey, how about this North Korea thing? And not one person was like, hey, what about the Comey thing? But the media concentrates on the opposite, right? On the opposite. So what did it take to get this deal done? The cojones? Maybe the fact that he uh, sent missiles twice to Syria. That he's getting tough. That he is uh, getting tough with China. And China's in turn getting tough with North Korea as well. I mean, there's a lot of moving parts to this. Not being a wuss, not being an appeaser like the last bunch of presidents were to North Korea. So it was essentially just looking out for America first. Yeah, there and, you go. And even like the rest of the world. Yeah. Uh, you know, by, by proxy. Peace through, peace through strength. Hmm. So there's that. Um, so Doug Ducey is now making, uh, uh, making trouble with his own party. Because he is vetoing bills, apparently, to try to fight, use whatever money those bills would would need or whatever. Uh, and he wants to uh, get rid of these Republican bills, to try to say, let's just use whatever money it is for, I don't know, the teachers? It says here, this was reported by Capital Media Services uh, over the weekend. In a surprise move, the governor vetoed legislation crafted and advanced by House Republicans. Subjects range from the regulation of electric bicycles. Really? and public meetings to warning parents about the dangers of interscholastic sports. Ducey made it clear that the merits of each measure were irrelevant. Really? He, he, vo- he wrote in identical veto messages, quote, please send me a budget that gives teachers a 20% pay raise by 2020 and restores additional school district assistance. Our teachers have earned this raise. It's time to get it done. So he's feeling the pressure. I mean, I just wonder what the public is going to think. I guess maybe he saw what happened in Oklahoma. It's still going on there. West Virginia, they they were on strike for like, I think, eight, nine, ten days, whatever it was. And they, the, the governor there gave in and gave them what they wanted. And uh, the teachers are calling Ducey's bluff, where he said, yeah, 20%. Yeah, yeah, and I hope it goes away and call it a day. It's an election year. He's got a real lunatic on the far left and David Garcia, an ASU professor who, again, on this show, 
at the end of the interview where he literally knew nothing about DACA or everything, but he put out a statement ripping Trump, calling him basically a racist and blaming him for DACA. He knew nothing about DACA recipients and then asked us on the air at the end of the interview if we could send him the questions in advance next time so he could be better prepared. That actually, we have the soundbite. We can play it. It's, it is really funny. Maybe we will before the end of this hour. We haven't done it in a while. We have new listeners. But anyway, back to Ducey. Ducey is uh, really trying to put this on. And listen, it's up to the legislature to come up with this stuff. But it's going to be a big stretch for them to find this money and do kinds of stuff, uh, do, do this kind of stuff by Thursday. So anyway, GOP leaders very upset by this. House Majority Leader John Allen told Capital Media Services, we try real hard to send up good policy bills. These were vetoed because of politics, not policy. Oh, Ducey. Maybe you should ask Trump on how to do some, anyway. Um, so not only, by the way, and it says, let me go, let's go over it again. The teachers, teachers want not only a 20% raise, they want a new system, a system of future raises. Don't you love that? We want to, uh, without having to prove that we've actually earned it, we want a system of future raises. No new tax cuts until state funding per student reaches the national average. Overall funding restored to 2008 levels. Competitive pay for all education professionals, meaning support staff like counselors, reading specialists, lunchroom aides, custodians, who are not included in Ducey's plan. Hmm. They just want to get more people to back them. That's what it is. They don't really care. And again, the great point I made on Friday, I thought it was really good. The fact that uh, these are very dangerous working conditions in some schools for teachers. They get attacked, things like that. You don't hear them willing to strike about that or walk out about that now, do you? No, no. And that kind of stuff, it, you know, the, the principals, the administrators, the union, they all look the other way let teachers get attacked. You break Money's not going to solve that kind of problem. So anyway, that's the latest there. And I had a buddy of mine. Uh, again, my kid is not quite in kindergarten yet. He'll be there in August. But uh, a good buddy of mine said that his son is in, I think, second grade or third grade. And his son took a letter. He got a letter, brought it home to his parents. You know what it said? Please have your kids wear red on Wednesdays to support red for red. And he said, there's no way in hell. He goes, I don't like this. Now, all of a sudden, they're trying to get the kids involved. They're trying to use the kids to push their purpose. They always yeah, they, use the kids. Yeah. And this, this is pathetic. This is pathetic. So he said, there's never going to be, and my kids never went red to school now. And honestly, it's embarrassing. It's unprofessional. Uh, it's disgusting that these teachers would use the kids. Come on, support the teachers. Wear red for us. So it looks like there's even more support for it. What a bunch of jerks. Let's face it. And if you're a teacher, you know it's true. You're using the kids as propaganda. Whether you deserve the raise or not, you shouldn't use the kids. That's a bunch of crap, man. Garbage. It's another reason why I'm getting pissed off at this. And again, none of them actually speak up for things that actually matter. Uh, well, raises matter. Seller, I get it. But I mean, again, tell me... If in a year, after if you get all this stuff and you get the funding and the this and the that, and the, you know what? If grades don't get better, do I get a refund? On top of that. Oh, no, the parents yeah. need to need to help out. Yeah, of course. Of course. Three hours of homework. Mm-hmm. Well, that, that's okay. It's not you okay. You deserve it. You what deserve do you, it. What, 
shush. I deserve nothing. Exactly. I want everything. Um, and and on top of that, with the teachers, I I mean, is how do we how do we know it's actually going to work? And you're not going to call up bad parents. Administrators aren't going to call up bad parents or bad kids. Eh, it's come on. I know. I know. I know. Uh, I have more on that coming up, and, and we'll play the David Garcia soundbite coming back because it's just really that good. I mean, it's it's one of the most epic things you'll ever hear. Uh, and this guy wants to be your governor, and of course, he supports the red for red and everything else, and blah blah blah. So we'll get to that coming up. Don't go anywhere. Seven ten this morning. Do you think all of a sudden you're having a whole bunch of new young people get involved in politics because the shootings? Are they going to really make a big difference? Maybe this whole blue wave's not going to. Well, anyway, I'll tell you what the results are so far. You're going to love hearing this. KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. You're shot at $1,000 now. Text the word LUCK to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's LUCK to Is that what it is? Only when it works for me. Okay. Hi, it's 707. It's your morning ritual. With me, Garrett Lewis, KNST, AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. There are three things that I think you need to know. Number one, there uh, will be a walkout Thursday. We don't know how many teachers. We don't know what's going to happen. They're not hinting at that. The the teacher's not saying how long it's going to last. They're just threatening the walkout. So, Ducey is now vetoing... Republican bills saying just bring me a budget that gives teachers a raise and restores funding. So apparently he's already folded like a cheap suit. There you go. Uh, remember when he wouldn't uh, go to the airport to greet Trump when he was the nominee? Who's the businessman now? You have Ducey folding like a cheap suit to the teachers and Trump breaks the guy from North Korea. How about that? Second thing, maybe you could have learned something there, Doug. Second thing that I think you need to... Is that bad? It's not bad. Um, Second thing that I think you need to know uh, is that uh, there's going to be a vote today for Mike Pompeo. A Senate panel is going to vote, and they're probably going to say that he shouldn't be the next Secretary of State because every Democrat's going to vote against him because Trump is the president. This has never happened in the past. Hillary Clinton and John Kerry made it through. Easily. Easily. Yep. Uh, and even, what's his name? Rand Paul. This is when Rand Paul loses me. Oy. But they still could recommend that it goes to a full Senate panel, uh, Senate confirmation, and we'll see what happens there. This guy, I mean, this is right before Trump's going to meet with Kim Jong-un. This is, this is pathetic. Absolutely pathetic. Third thing that I think you need to know is that the Nashville Waffle House shooter... <clears throat> had all of his firearms confiscated from him because he was deemed to be mentally ill, the authorities out there in Illinois gave his firearms to his dad, and his dad then gave his firearms back to him. A gun that was confiscated was used in the killing of the four people at the Waffle House. So what gun law could actually have stopped this? Well, you know what? The Nashville mayor says we just need to ban guns. You need to prove that you need it. We need to we need to get rid of the guns. We'll get to that as well. Three things I think you need to know. Now, um, just so you know, 
really quick before we get to the this incredible story about uh, young people. Are they really more involved now? Hmm. We'll get to that. Uh, after, after the whole anti-gun stuff. Uh, the Trumpster tweeted out just minutes ago. Despite the Democrat-inspired laws on sanctuary cities and the border being so bad and one-sided, I have instructed the Secretary of Homeland Security not to let these large caravans of people into our country. It is a disgrace. We are the only country in the world so naive. And then in all caps, WALL. WALL. So uh, you had a, uh, a bunch of people, they, they're coming on, on top of that giant train, the beast, and then some others are making it to our border and they're filling up paperwork for sanctuary. You know, again, thank God we have a president that is doing what we want. Remember, we'd sit back, we'd stand up and scream and say, what the hell's going on here? Notice no other Republican is saying anything, though, not that I've seen. Have you seen any of the Republican come out and say, don't let these people in? Have you? I haven't. But now you have the, uh, the, the media's calling remnant, the remnant migrants group, the remnant remains of the migrant, okay, whatever. Um, so you have this, uh, this migrant group, these illegal aliens showing up to our border, and at least we have a president that has said, I have ordered the Homeland Security Secretary to not let them in. Will there be a lawsuit about that? Probably. Can he do that? Does he have the power? I don't know. I don't know. But how can he not? If all of a sudden we had one president that had the power to let them in, why can't we have one that says don't let them in? Right? That's the way I look at it. But then again, I'm not a lawyer and the law stinks. So there's that. But uh, yeah, um, at least at least he said that. Then the Trumps are tweeted minutes later, Mexico, whose laws and immigration are very tough, must stop people from going through Mexico and into the U.S., we make this. We may make this a condition of the new NAFTA agreement. Oh yeah, our country cannot accept what is happening. Also, we must get wall funding fast. I agree. I agree. Where are the Republicans? Where's the outrage from Paul Ryan? That dope. I gotta go and be my kids. No, you just you realized you're not gonna get your way. Not with the Trumpster. Used to be a good uh, good congressman. You good dad? Go home. Play with your kids. <laughs> Uh, too bad Alec Baldwin's a nut. It'd have been great if he had said that to Paul Ryan. I used to be a congressman. Oh yeah, <laughs> throw back the drink. Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. YouTube it. You'll you'll understand it if you don't know. Uh, anyway, that's the latest that we have. But we have a president that at least is standing up for America, and he's saying this is ridiculous. This is dumb. We've been yelling at, uh, about this stuff. Oh, you guys are just so angry. You know, we've been yelling because nobody listens. We finally got a guy that listens. What you might be mad at the omnibus bill still. The dude's trying. He's trying really hard. It's him versus everybody, for God's sakes. So yeah. Uh, by the way, where's Martha McSally to speak out about this? Where's Martha McSilent? She's nowhere to be found. And then you have Martha McSilent Jr. and the Leah Marquez Peterson. Oh yeah, I'm branding her that way. She does want to take part in this uh, debate that I will be hosting. I'll be moderating actually in eight days, a week from tomorrow. Uh, go to uh, Pima County Tea Party Patriots.com. There's only 100 seats. They may be sold out, so I'm, I apologize if they are. Uh, but uh, every Republican candidate from CD2, uh, well, there's three, there's five, and one guy I don't know anything about. He's not showing up. But Leah has denied, uh, or she she's turned down. She said, nah, I'm not going to show up to the debate. I mean, why should she, right? Why should she? She's being coached by the Martha McSilent people. Simple as that. Uh, nothing from the border hawk, Martha McSilent, about 
the migrants getting close to uh, or get, getting right at our border. Nothing from Martha McSilent about that. Shocker, right? Shocker. Anyway, let's go to this other story. So we have all these uh, young people. They're out there. They're, you know, remember the whole, what was it, a month ago? It was last what, March 14th, March 15th, something like that. When uh, here in Southern Arizona, across the country, they were out. They were just, you know, they left school. They were protesting. They did it again this past Friday. They're out. They're protesting. One, one, uh, shockingly, um, an 11-year-old decided to uh, hop a, a fence in El Paso and got hit and killed by a truck crossing a highway. They just wanted to get out of class. And that's what we've been saying. These, they just want to get out of class. They're kids. So there's a story in the Tallahassee Democrat after Parkland shooting. You ready for this? Youth activism not showing up in registration numbers. <gasps> what? Wait, I can't vote by liking something? I can't vote by retweeting? What? By sharing? Two months of youthful activism in the wake of the Marjorie Stoneham Douglas High School massacre was expected to produce a bumper crop of teens registering to vote for the first time. Remember all the statements from politicians? These young people of the future Democratic Party leaders. Oh, yeah. They're the ones that are leading us. They're the ones that are doing this. They're going to make a difference. And they got up. Then they threatened us from the podium. We're going to vote you out. You're done. We're, well, yeah, well, apparently not so much. Got to go home and play Xbox. Yeah, I think you do. <laughs> Perfect. In Tallahassee, the epicenter of the Florida protests, all the noise, speeches, and carnival-like atmosphere have not produced a number of new vote, new young voters. The opposite happened. There are now fewer voters among the 18 to 25 age group than there were before the shooting. What? You're kidding me. Nope, not kidding you. The number of vanishing youth voters grows larger the longer you look at voter registration rolls. Tallahassee, home to more than 63,000 students of two universities and a college, has seen registration among younger voters drop by 4,673 since March of this year. Oh. No way. Chris Moore heads the office demographics unit and goes to great lengths to explain the ebb and flow of voter registration and the difficulty in tracking younger voters. Quote, you see a ton of Election Day address changes in the college precincts. They're here now, but we can't see them in data, hence the drop. Sure, 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 sure. The vanishing voters could be a high school student who graduated, went off to college, switched registration to a Gainesville dorm. All this stuff. The voter could simply be someone who celebrated his 26th birthday. Oh, yeah, all these excuses. Those factors are, are factors in producing the number, but the drop remains striking when compared to the months leading up to the last midterm election. Okay, because we're getting close to the midterm election, yet you're getting fewer younger people registering to vote. What about October 2015 through February 2016? Leon County down there in Florida saw an increase of 422 voters in that age group. Jump ahead two years later, decrease of 1,368. Huh. No, no, there's all kinds of reasons as to why this has happened. Now, granted, let me tell you something. If all of a sudden the opposite happened and they got a whole bunch of new people voting, that's why they're empowering themselves. They're going to vote out the stupid Republicans and the blah, 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 blah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I found this to be classic. 
right? Classic. State data lags reports from the counties, but in the first two months of 2018, Florida recorded a net increase of 51,013 in voter registration. So the older people are registering to vote above 25? And the younger people are not? No. I love this. Nationally, there appears to be a surge building against the status quo. Apparently not. Maybe you're wrong. Maybe this is the media saying this. It's fueled not only by concerns over gun violence ignited by the Parkland students, but it's also it, but also disgruntled Democrats upset by losing a close presidential election and President Trump's unconventional governing style. What if, again, that's not true? They can't figure out why younger people are actually falling off the voter rolls, not registering, and yet they claim it's because everybody hates Trump. Maybe they're wrong about that too, huh? Whether Florida will be part of a predicted blue wave year depends a lot on the younger voter. About half of Florida voters are younger than 50. They're not going to show up. More than half that group are millennials. They're definitely not showing up, like the Parkland students. A group motivated to change a specific policy, access to guns. Apparently not so motivated. All they did was yell. It was a, we talked about it. That whole, that whole ruckus, whatever you want to call it, was walkout, this, that, demonstration, that whole weekend. Remember that? It was a giant voter registration event. And yet apparently nobody registered to vote. Hmm. Well, there's that. There's that. Are you surprised by this? 880-KNST, 880-5678. Maybe we should put some fake news, or we can get Russia to do it. Can we, rush, can we get Russia to do it? We'll, we'll get a, a, Twitter, uh, a Twitter thread to start. Or maybe, um, maybe we'll just do it on Facebook, where you could say, hey, uh, there's a new law out that says you can vote via Facebook. <laughs> Don't register to vote. Just say you're going to vote on Facebook, and you can totally do it. <clears throat> See, you're just spreading fake news. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Yep. Uh, and here we go. Uh, some some genius, uh, a Flor- University of South Florida political scientist. I love these geniuses. The ones that got everything wrong. Talked about younger people. She said, yeah, listen, they, these young people, they stayed home for Hillary because Bernie, Bernie talked to them. Yes, Bernie. So when Hillary won the uh, the nomination, they stayed home, advantage Trump. Hmm. Maybe they like Trump. You know, all of a sudden the chicks voted for Trump. Uh, this just cracks me up about the media. They always come up with excuses. Always come up with excuses. I found that to be very, very interesting because that's just what I do. 720, you can comment if you'd like. 880-KNST, 880-5678. Uh, we're going to get into this whole Steve Christie situation. Uh, that he is he is uh, apparently a bit scared. Didn't want to act. I'll, I'll read his text that he because it's it, he didn't tell me not to say it. Uh, I invited him to come on the show to face to face debate with Ali Miller about this whole park thing down there in Green Valley. I'll tell you what uh, what he said in the text, and we'll talk about that. Uh, also, you want to know some more evidence of the people have had enough? Mitt Romney apparently not going to have a walk in the park to the nomination out there in Utah to the Senate. He actually lost. Now there's a primary. Wasn't supposed to be one. Supposed to be all mid all the time. They love him in Utah. Apparently not. I'll tell you about this coming up. KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. 
I know. Hey, 728, thanks for hanging out. Facebook.com slash Gary Lewis Radio. Like and follow me there because I'm going to start doing Facebook Live more. You do that? You are? Yeah. Makes sense. Plus, it saves you from typing stuff. I'll even do it during the show to remind you if you're not listening, <laughs> you need to listen. I'll be totally honest with you. It'll be entertaining. Don't get me wrong. There's banging the buck for it there for you. You don't have to pay for this entertainment. Or do you? They're working on it. Just, just. <laughs> They're working on just, it. <laughs> yeah. Just do me a favor. Just uh, keep uh, supporting the advertisers. That'd be fantastic if you could. Um, 61 outside right now. Sunny and 92 today. 94 tomorrow. Good luck. Uh, so, really quick. Mitt Romney. Never Trump or Mitt Romney. Remember, he's like, oh, I'm going to run for Senate in Utah. Everybody's like, oh, God. Here we go. The next John McCain. Here we go. Blah, blah, blah. Well, apparently the people have spoken. And this whole Mitt Romney thing, succeeding Orrin Hatch, uh, it's not going to go as smooth as he wants. No, 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 no. At the state's Republican Party convention, Romney finished second in votes from party delegates behind Republican state lawmaker Mike Kennedy. Mike Kennedy is a fan of Trump. Thinks he's done well. And if you see the news, the news reports are far right-wing person, blah, 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 blah. Excuse me? Uh, this guy is a state lawmaker. He is a doctor. He is a lawyer. This Dr. Mike Kennedy, a doctor and a lawyer. Eagle Scout, husband, dad of eight. Grew up in a single-parent home. Less fortunate circumstances. Self-made man. From his website, disputing the notion all kids who grow up poor are destined for failure, Mike worked hard, worked hard to find success and provide a better life for his family. How about that? Huh. In 2012, Mike was elected as a member of the Utah State House of Representatives, where he has received awards for his conservative free market approach and leadership. Uh, and by the way, uh, Romney has not even said that he would back Trump in 2020. He needs to make sure everything is good. So, the people in, Repu- in, in the, the state Republicans in Utah chose Mike Kennedy. I mean, it was close. 50.18 percentage points versus Romney at 49.12. So now there's going to be a primary June 26th. How about that? There is some sanity. Oh, yeah, it's here. There is some sanity here. Uh, so I'm I'm so happy. God, I hope that guy loses so, so, so very much. Um, we have to get to some more stuff. Uh, Shania Twain apparently said she would have voted for Trump if she could have, and now uh, apparently she's apologizing for it because, well, she's Canadian. Uh, so we'll get to that. Uh, and then on top of that, we, we have to get to uh, this Steve Christie stuff. This Steve Christie stuff. Um, what was his message to me when I said, hey, Allie Miller, you know, has accepted your challenge. She wants to uh, have a studio, in-studio segment with you. Well, he said, no, I'll tell you exactly why. We'll get to that. And I think there's more to this. I'm just speculating, but we'll get to that coming up. Right now, here is the latest from Fox. Yeah, 739, thank you for hanging out. Happy Monday. Hope you had a great weekend. Three things I think you need to know. Number one. Um. Wow, uh, I'm sorry. I'm just the other stories are just popping up right in front of me. But number one, the uh, there's going to be a walkout. It's going to be this Thursday 
The teachers have not backed down. I don't know how many are going to actually walk out. A lot have voted for it. Don't know how many are going to do it, but schools are already sending out emails saying, make plans for Thursday. Might not be able to have school on Thursday. Watch out for that. Uh, Ducey now is vetoing Republican legislation saying, send me back a budget that gives teachers a 20% raise and restores funding. And Republican lawmakers are mad. They're saying he's just vetoing stuff based on politics, not policy. Granted, of course, it was, you know, this got people's attention. Electric bicycle regu- uh, regulating. Do you, do you really need to regulate electric bicycles? Are they going to blow up? I mean, this is what they're doing? This? Who the hell's riding an electric bicycle? How lazy can you be? <clears throat> yeah. Okay, you. <clears throat> Second thing that I think you need to know. Uh, today's the day where the Senate panel will confirm or not confirm Mike Pompeo for Secretary of State. It looks like he's going to lose because every Democrat's going to vote against him because they just they just hate Trump. Didn't happen with Hillary or uh, with John Kerry. Rand Paul is the lone Republican that's probably going to vote against him. That's why it'll make it a that's uh, why it'll lose. But they'll still recommend that he goes to a, a full Senate for a confirmation vote. Um I'm just telling you, Rand Paul voted for John Kerry. He's not going to vote for Mike Pompeo. Come on, man. Third thing that I think you need to know is that the Nashville Waffle House shooter had all of his firearms confiscated by authorities out there in Illinois. They confiscated him and gave him to his dad. And then his dad gave him back to him. But we need more gun laws. That'll stop this, right? Guy kills four people at a Waffle House early Sunday morning. One of the guns that was confiscated, an AR-15, was uh, given to his dad, and his dad gave it back to him. At 8.10 this morning, we'll get to the Nashville mayor, who is calling for a full gun confiscation. Oh, yeah. Three things I think you need to know. So, uh, we had Allie Miller on the show a couple times last week, Steve Christie on as well. And you know what, can you, can you go back to the Steve Christie sound bites? He issued a, uh, I mean, I thought it was a challenge, right? Um, it was, uh no, it's up, up further. I should have told you this before. I apologize. Uh, not the unbridled enthusiasm. Yes. Oh, no, it's right right there. Uh, 74. This is what Steve Christie, Supervisor Steve Christie, Pima County, uh, came on the show after Allie Miller came on the day before. Uh, and this is what he said right off the bat. Here we go. I'm doing great, and I'm looking forward to refuting all the false allegations that Supervisor Miller made on your show yesterday. And wow. if possible, issuing... Uh, Several personal challenges to Supervisor Miller as we progress. Personal challenges, one at the time. Then, of course, he got all juvenile and was like, uh, you know, listen, what do we, this is a great deal. This is a great deal. And what should we do? Just not fund Allie Miller's parks? I mean, come on. In her district, she has many more, 3.6 million. This one's going to be 90 grand. Come on. That was the juvenile excuse to add a new cost. I mean, it was just, it made no sense. And everybody knows. That's the thing. It's everybody knows. Like Steve is, it's so bad that Steve has become the swamp that he's become a laughing stock. So he issued that challenge, and Allie Miller was like, oh, I'll totally come on the show. I mean, if he has, if he's going to refute that she's lied, why not here, right? So I texted him and said, are you available Monday morning to be in studio with Allie on Thursday morning? And then he texted me back Friday at 10.52 in the morning. Um... He said, no, thanks. That's why we have board meetings. I look forward to engaging Mrs. Miller there on the public record. This is not public record. I mean, I know it's not in the books, but you're going to have like 28 people maybe show up for a Pima County supervisor meeting. And we have at least 34, maybe 35 people that listen to this show. Maybe even 40. 
So he'd rather uh, engage her when nobody goes because people have jobs and lives instead of doing it for everyone to hear. Funny how he changed course on that, huh? Uh, he was up in the Phoenix for meetings, he said also, by the way. That's why he didn't get back to me in time. I'm hearing rumors. Because he's pushing, and we're going to get into this, we're going to, he's pushing for a, you know, the sales tax, the first ever sales tax in Pima County to fund roads, even though Allie Miller on Friday told us, yeah, that doesn't exactly go for, for road funding. She pulled statutes and it said that the funding that can be raised from the sales tax could be used for whatever. And I think it, Richard Elias already has $50 million going to help poor people or something like that. So it's not even going to go to all roads. Too bad I wish Steve would address that. But you need unanimous. The state, uh, the state law says uh, you want a tax increase in a county, whatever, you need unanimous votes, right? Rumor has it that uh, good old Chuck Huckleberry is trying to get some legislators, lawmakers here in Arizona, to change a law to make it a simple majority. So a 4-1 or a 3-2. I hope that doesn't happen. I hope Steve's not a part of that, but he could be. But then it made me think, okay? So Steve, for some reason, thinks this is a great idea. We still don't know why, and the guy won't come on the show, the guy that owns Borderlands Construction, this uh, Morgan North. And he's more than, I mean, Ryan, he has your number, right, Ryan? No. Oh, he doesn't have your number? You just called him? Okay. Well, he knows how to contact us. He tried to contact uh, other people in this building that are in different departments. Let's let's just put it that way. Well, I thought about calling him back today and go, hey, man, would you be willing to come back on? We can talk about things and, you know, clear the air. What air is there to clear? Isn't it? If I'm saying something wrong, I mean, if, if somebody's saying something wrong publicly about you, would you not be like, hey, let's correct the record here? I'm appealing to his perception, not yours. Fine, jerk, whatever. Clear the air. Okay. <laughs> so um, this guy buys a golf course in the year 2014, according to the Green Valley News. It's Morgan North. It's already closed. It's already closed. What would make you buy a closed-down golf course? Were you going to, I mean, these are the questions I have for him. Were you going to redevelop it? And the guy builds roads. He has the equipment, things like that. What's the point? So he's paying taxes on it for four years. 19000 bucks a pop a year, right? 19000 bucks a year. So he's, you know, almost $80,000 gone. I mean, what? So he's thinking, man, this is a money pit. Nobody's going to buy this from me. There's no reason anybody would buy this from me. So apparently he has been neighbors with Steve Christie, some other things. Whether it's Christie or Huckleberry, who the hell knows? But magically, the county is like, we'll totally accept your donation of 130 acres of a, of a closed-down golf course that's in disrepair. We'll pay, we'll have taxpayers pay to clean it up and then maintain it. And then you don't have to worry about paying property tax anymore. Oh, and by the way, your company uh, gets millions of dollars, and I'm sure they deserve it. I'm sure they do great work building roads. That's what he does. He builds roads. So amazingly enough, he gets millions of dollars in contracts from Pima County to build roads. Right? Go to the website. It's all there. Go to, the, go to his own web, Google Borderlands Construction Tucson. It's all there. There's dozens of jobs. Is it just a coincidence? Right? Is it, is it just a coincidence that in Steve Christie's district, Steve Christie bails this guy out. Let's accept the park. Let's accept the donate. Let's accept it. It's just great. We don't get this very often. Blah, 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 blah. And at the same time, Steve Christie is also pushing for a sales tax increase that he claims will fix the roads. Who gets paid to fix the roads? Well, 
There'll be bids, of course, but I'm sure with all of the uh, all the experience that Borderland Construction has, that they would also be picked to win some contracts to fix the roads. So Steve Christie pushes for a new tax, a new sales tax to fix the roads, and his buddy's company, you know, would get they'd get some uh, some work out of this, and at the same time. He gets that out-of-business defunct golf course taken off his hands by Pima County? Man, oh, man, oh, man. Yeah, it's Listen, uh, I have no problem. Again, this guy, I know you're listening, Morgan. You're more than welcome to come on the show and talk about it. I'm not, I'm not trying to demonize you. I'm just spouting um, my thoughts. That's what I can do. 880-KNST, 880-5678. Uh, it's as simple as that. By the way, did you see over the weekend there was a story in USA Today did you see that story in USA Today? It said the uh, top 10 places for people to retire in the country. Top 10 in the country. I don't know if you're aware of this. Green Valley made the list. Number two. I'll tell you why. We'll get to all that in your your comments as well. Green Valley made the list. <laughs> Man, maybe they'd be number one if they had more parks, right? Uh, we'll continue. KNST AM 792 sounds most stimulating talk. Your shot at $1,000 now. Text the word bank to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's bank to 200-200. Between us, you have to keep that between us. You can't. We're on the air. We're on the air. We're on the air. You can't say anything. Shh. 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 This is the one time I can tell a woman to shh and not get punched. <laughs> I know. Watch you. I know. Try it at home. It'll work. No, I said he is the one place. It is an HR free zone. I can get punched. Nothing ever happens. Horrible. I've been told. Anyway, morning ritual. Garrett Lewis, KNST AM seven ninety two sounds most stimulating talk. Thank you for hanging out. Three things I think you need to know. Number one, it looks like there's going to be a walkout Thursday. Uh, teachers have not said how long they're going to walk out. Any details, blah, blah, blah. How many will actually do it? But schools are warning, uh, have some alternate plans for your kids, which, by the way, it's going to piss off every parent that's out there, at least one that, that think clearly. Uh, second thing that I think you oh, need to know, I hit myself, uh, is that, um, and by the way, Doug Ducey is scrambling, vetoing Republican-led bills, and Republicans are saying he's vetoing these bills based on politics, not policy. He's vetoing it, saying, bring me back a budget that gives teachers a 20% raise and um, and restore school funding. Whatever. Second thing that I think you need to know, today is the day that the Senate panel will confirm or reject Mike Pompeo for Secretary of State. Now, they had no problem confirming him for CIA director. And Hillary Clinton and John Kerry were confirmed for Barack Obama, but this is Trump. So all the Democrats will vote against this guy, despite the fact that we have Kim Jong-un on the verge of getting rid of his nuclear weapons and his program. 
And Pompeo met with Kim Jong-un. We talked about this over Easter weekend. They're playing with national security, man. National security. This is ridiculous. Even if they say no and he doesn't pass this, they can still recommend that he goes to the Senate for a full confirmation. Where I'll bet you Democrats that are up for their jobs this November are going to vote yes. Third thing, I think you need to know, uh, Nashville schools are in lockdown because the Waffle House shooting suspect is still on the loose. And this is after the Secret Service has arrested him. Other people have arrested him in the past. Authorities in Illinois, where he's from, said, uh, we're going to take your weapons. Uh, They were told to take away his weapons. They did, and they gave them to his dad, and then his dad gave him the weapons right back. And those weapons are the same ones he used in the shooting at that Waffle House that killed four people. But we need more gun laws. We'll get to all that stuff. Three things I think you need to know. Hang on. I have. A, I got to get Rodney real quick. Rodney, welcome to KNST. Hello, Rodney. Hey, good morning, guys. Uh, just this uh, uh, told teacher thing, the walkout. Actually, on that information you mentioned, we got a message last night saying that uh, there will be no instruction on Thursday. That mm. uh, you can send children and there'll be, you know, basically supervision, but no instruction all of Thursday. My children won't be going. But, but what I called about was this morning. Uh, my kids go to an elementary school here in town, Hudlow Elementary on the east side, and uh, they do on Monday mornings a flagpole, Pledge of Allegiance, hand out awards, school pledge, all the stuff for the kids. Well, they also this morning led the kids in a chant for Red for Ed, the teachers and the principal did. And, you know, these are children from kindergarten until fifth grade. Oh, man. You, so they're, they're, they're being like, uh, like propagandists. They are using the kids. Certainly trying to get the children to influence their parents, I would imagine, to contact somebody or, you know, certainly pull people to their side. You know, and not not claiming either side in this. I'm just simply stating facts that I was just a little surprised that, you know what I mean, the children would be somehow pulled into this. And this happened this morning? Did you witness this? Yes, I did. Oh, yeah. Did you get any video of it? No, no. (laughs) No. I, I, I was actually a little surprised. I wasn't suspecting anything like that would occur. Or, you know. So what happened? Tell me exactly what happened. Did the principal come over the loudspeaker and say, all right, kids, let's well, chant red for red? They're out front in the courtyard okay. with, a, with a microphone and a loudspeaker where she you know, hands out awards and calls names and they say the pledge and everything. And at that point, you know, she talked about the teachers walking uh, in the morning and, you know, we should all wave to them and honk to them. And on Thursday that they're going to uh, uh, walk. And then at the end of her little speech about that she said and we all and then you know they did the red for red yeah. and then all these kids started chanting with her red for red red for it and did yeah they, yeah, yeah well, they, they did it one time but oh, yes wow. that's what they yeah, that's what occurred did it just, you know, what, did it what freak you out pledge, what, what, what she says yeah. the kids say kind of you know? yeah but did it like freak you out then you're just looking around and you're like oh my god they're just well like, I, I, I was a little shocked because like I said these are young children like I said you know kindergarten till fifth grade to you know get pulled into this most of these kids obviously have no idea uh, you know, what this even means and, you know, don't know why, you know, they, they'll get a free day on Thursday, but other than that, they don't have any idea. No, you know, they have thought, no clue. No you know, it's clue. One, it's one thing, you know, with a older high school possibly student where you can explain, you know, we all know economics and you earn a living and whatever that is possibly, but, you know, these children of this age who obviously have zero, zero idea of what's going on. Yeah. Uh, did, and you get any information at home about having your kids wear red on Wednesdays in support of the teachers? Um, I have not received that. My wife had, possibly, maybe, but didn't mention it to me, but I have not personally. Okay, because that's, again, going back a couple hours, my friend uh, said that his kids were told, were asked, can you wear red on Wednesdays to support the teachers? And I thought that was a bit much. 
Wow, yeah, this is crazy. I've not heard that. Wow, this is crazy. Well, Rodney, thank you for uh, for telling me about that. I appreciate it, man. Uh, you're very welcome, sir. Take care. If you hear anything else, please let us know, okay? I, I shall. Thank you. Um, so that's, and I just Googled it, Hudlow Elementary School. Hudlow Elementary School. It's on uh, North Caribe, Caribe Avenue, 502, North Caribe. T-U-S-D. Shame on these adults, man. Shame on these adults for using kids, whether it's teachers and administration telling them to to wear red shirts when they don't even know what the hell they're doing. You can't even educate the damn kids properly. Hudlow Elementary. Is this even, like, allowed? Is it legal? Is it okay? The principal, according to the website, is Sherry LaRochelle. Rochelle, Rochelle. No, no. Sherry LaRochelle, L-A-R-O-C-H-E-L-L-E. You can simply Google Hudlow, H-U-D-L-O-W, elementary, Tucson. It comes right up. Uh, Maybe you can call and ask her, 731-4800. Ask her why she is doing this, if it's appropriate. You know what? We should call them, though. You know, let's call them during the break. See if the principal wants to come on and can, you know, and and say, be answerable to this. You know, did she lead the kids in a President Trump uh, when when Trump was inaugurated? It's a big American moment. Did she lead the kids in a Trump chant? I doubt that. I doubt that. Are your kids going through the same kind of stuff? You know, I'm getting texts right now from uh, TUSD board members. Uh, they want to know what school. See what kind of reach this show has. Yet Steve Christie didn't want to be on the show again. Oh, that's just too bad. And then the guy from uh, Borderlands um, Construction doesn't want to be on the show. This is just too bad. And Martha McSally has to get out her message without being on the show. Crazy, huh? 880-KNST, 880-5678. I'm being told by a TUSD board member that this is not allowed to happen. This is not allowed to happen. Right? This is... uh. This is crazy. I, I'm i just... Really? All right, 880-KNST, 880-5678. Uh, hello, Michael. Welcome to KNST. Good morning. How are you? All right, Michael. Ryan told me to throw you on right away, front of the line. So what's going on? Hey, I just wanted to put my two cents in real quick. I'm, uh, I'm going to hit the school where it hurts. I have three kids that go to Cat Foothills. Okay. And all they've been doing is testing this week and next week. And the, for these teachers to say that they're going to, they may or may not strike, I mean, it's just putting more burden on the kids. So I'm going to hit the school back where it hurts. I'm taking all three of my kids to the movies, probably go shopping. I'm pulling them out on Thursday. So they can't get the funding if they pass the test and Correct. that kind of stuff? Yeah. Correct. Yeah. So I'm going to double piss the school off because they said that, they, they haven't given us an answer on whether or not their teachers are going to. They said some may, some may not. It's kind of it's like you're being held hostage in that aspect. It's what ridiculous. are you supposed to do? And it's, it's the end of the school year. The kids are testing right now. They don't need this. Yeah, you so, know, I it, mean, it, 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 what it's a, absolutely ridiculous. But, yeah, so I encourage other parents, too, you know, uh, uh, pull your kids out Thursday, make a day out of it. I'm taking the day off of work, and I'm just going to hang out with them. Good well, you, that's man. what I'm going to do. You're not taking the day off work. Why not? You could bring them in here. They're 13 and 18. I can I wake need to, them I need up to. early. They'll get us breakfast. That's what they'll do. That's, that's not a bad idea. Yeah. That's not a bad. So cool. I mean, what what about your friends that are parents? 
at Cat Foothills? Are they are they mad as hell too? Are they supporting this? Oh man, those people are snobby. I ain't got no friends up there. <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> there goes that idea. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, they they are. They are. Uh, uh, a couple of parents uh, are going to let their kids stay home. I know a lot of kids are going to stay home. Um, but uh, are they frustrated? I mean, are they mad that? I mean, that's the thing. Yeah, if you're gonna if you're gonna have the guts to walk out, just say you're gonna walk out, right? It's not cool. You know, it's a great most point. Of those kids, their their futures are planned out already. I don't think that parents are too worried right now about anything. Well, but I but I'm just saying, just the inconvenience of the parents and everything else too. I mean, what kind of? I mean, they they're they're threatening to do it. You don't know if you're gonna have enough teachers or not. I mean, just have the guts to do it or don't do it. You know, put up or shut up. Exactly. Yeah. All right, Michael. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. All right, have, have a good morning. Have fun on Thursday. Too bad you're going to support the liberal agenda in Hollywood. I'm coming. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> well, there's that. Take him to see Chappaquiddick. <laughs> They'll get a real history lesson. That's what we should do. We sh- Oh, man, too bad this is just too late. What if we organize an event for parents and kids where we can go see a real history lesson in Chappaquiddick? I still haven't seen that yet. All right. I still haven't seen it. Uh, I think we're going to have Michael Hicks, TUSD board member Michael Hicks, call in in a few minutes because he is not happy with what he just heard about this Hudlow Elementary principal named Sherry LaRochelle, who apparently led her uh, students in a chant of Red for Ed, even if it's just one. You know, this reminds me of when uh, Dolores, I think it was Dolores Huerta, was it a councilwoman as well? When they were trying to make the big push to try to get uh, Cesar Chavez Day off in Tucson. Do you remember that? And there was a guy that used to be on the school board. He'd wear a hat. He's a good dude in a hat. And and they showed up at an elementary school and, and they told the kids, make sure you tell your parents to go to the school, the, the city council meeting tonight, to make sure that they have a day off for Cesar Chavez. And they were brainwashing the kids. I think that's what happened. Um, anyway, yeah, well, okay, there's a teacher. All right, Lisa, front of the line, welcome to KNST, hello. Hi, I just wanted to state that I'm sorry that those schools were doing that. The school that I work at, which I, I don't want to say, of course is um, also a TUSD school, but we were told even if the children wanted to participate in anything, we were not allowed to have them. They are not allowed to go outside of the gate with us. The only way they're allowed to do that is if their parent is there with them and does it as well. We are not. We were told we were not to involve the students in that way. Wow. Okay. We haven't asked them to wear anything, and the reason why it's indefinite about the walkout is because it's being left up to individuals as well um, teachers as well as the support staff. Because part of it is making sure that everybody is taken care of with. Um, the incentive to increase the salaries, but it's not just about the teacher salaries, it's also the support staff and also the classrooms being funded. Mm-hmm. With, you know, and that's one of the reasons why it hasn't been definite for sure Thursday or Friday because the, the ballots that were cast to support or to not want to do the walkout was anonymous and they're not really sure exactly what's going to happen. And the, the hope is still that the governor will go ahead and, and take care of it instead of just saying he's only going to provide for the teachers. Do you, when you say take care of it, you know, he can't just magically, he's not Obama, he can't just print money. Well, I, I'm, I'm sorry, I don't mean to say that he can just, it's all up to him, but what I'm saying is hmm. that instead of him just saying that it's only going to be for the regular classroom teachers, that it will 
um, what he tries to do will involve everything that's being asked for, not just the classroom teachers, because there's more to it than that. I mean, textbooks, classrooms falling apart, not enough maintenance. You know, how come I never see on social media any teachers taking pictures of the class, the class books being so bad and putting it up there as evidence? Well, let me just tell you, in my classroom myself, I didn't, I had a whiteboard that was a portable one. They told me they didn't want me to use it. Yeah, I tried to get it, so they took it. So I got it, I asked for another one. There wasn't any. I ended up buying my own. I spent over a hundred some dollars so I could put a whiteboard up on my wall. Wait, 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 wait a second, wait, wait, hang on a second, hang on a second. Why did they take it from you? Because it was dangerous, it took up too much space, and I have... See, I'm giving too much information. I don't want them to know who's calling. But well, that's I, fine. But but hang on I'm a second. I'm in a very small room. I got gotcha. you. I have children with uh, wheelchairs. So hang on a second. You know, if it's dangerous and they took it from you, how is more money going to help solve that? That's I mean, that's just bad management in my well, estimation. Well, no. To, to be able to hang one on the wall, there was they didn't have any in the warehouse. I guess all of them were gone, and that they didn't have any money to purchase one. But you had so one. So I went but they ahead and purchased it out of my own pocket. Okay. Um, I, I know that sounds bad, but teachers spend money from their own own pockets every year to help buy stuff for the classroom. I mean, that's not a most jobs you don't have to do that for. I know, like like well, yeah, nobody buys my headphones. But so let me ask you this: what what are the things that you buy that parents don't buy themselves for their kids? Um, generally, I buy pencils, I buy pens, um, most of the notebooks and paper that I have have been stuff that I have bought in the past that I have. Um, what else did I buy so this the, year? So the parents, um, hang on, so the parents... Oh, I also bought uh, a little projector to use okay. in my room. Well, the, so the parents aren't buying the paper and the pencils for their own children and the notebooks? We were told a couple years ago that we weren't, because of being a Title I school, that we weren't supposed to ask teachers to um, ask them to help wow. buy anything. For the so, so now because you, so that that's that, I've never heard that before. So you you guys were just not even allowed to ask the parents, even though we have stuffed the bus things. My parents were asked to buy you know my notebooks and everything and, as they should. So now because you're not allowed to ask the parents, now you guys are going to go on strike saying you need more funding for it. It's we it's it's just I, I don't know. It's, it's just, just weird. I'm not a Title One school. That, I'm not saying that that's the case at every school. It's yeah. because that we have a lower income school and they. I don't know if that's still the case. I haven't heard it. It was just two years ago that we were told that. And whenever you ask for stuff, you're told, you know, there's, you know, there's no money in the budget. The budget's already they were it's already been spent. Different types of things like that. I don't know. What real quick? What do you think? Do you think teachers should just say they're going to walk out or not? That it's not fair to parents to hold them hostage if their kids should go to school or not go to school on Thursday and Friday? I'm like personally, I'm like torn on the decision. I understand that the that there's a lot of things that need to be taken care of, but I also don't, I don't like the idea of just walking out. I got you. I and when, 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 we've tried to notify parents ahead of time. I know that I personally um, sent home an email to the teachers when they first said something about when it was going to occur. That was sent to the staff, mm -hmm. and, I, and I shared it with my teacher, I mean, excuse me, with my parents. Um, I know the reason why it was put off. I'm, and again, some of it I'm, I'm just part of assuming was so that parents could know ahead of time and also to allow um, to keep the things open in case stuff is settled before then. Um, yeah, well, I think real quick, too, real quick, too. Um, when is your guys' union contract up? Is it up after this year? We 
already signed a contract for next year. So isn't that breach of contract? You guys already signed well, that, it. You knew what you signed, one of right? That's things I worry about, but they yeah. told us that, that, you know, that they're not going to hold it against us. I mean, that's not so good I, that you guys, you guys, you guys in your union negotiated for you, agreed to it, and now it's not good enough all of a sudden because it's an election year. It, that, I, yeah, I'm, I haven't gone to all of the stuff. What I'm, the information that I'm passing along is the stuff yeah. that I've got from off of the website, like from AEA and, and the Red for Ed, and then sure. also the, um, the last couple of days, last week, Thursday and Friday, we had um, meetings um, after school. I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. And, and like I said, the, I, I'm pretty sure that it's been stated that the teachers are, and the schools are not supposed to be using the students to, for um, propaganda, you know, for propaganda. Not, they don't know. They don't understand. And, and yeah, you're damn right. Thank you very much, Lisa. I appreciate that. I'm glad that your school did that. My buddy's kids go up to the Amphi school district. They were asked to wear uh, red T-shirts, and that's just messed up. Uh, you know, we're gonna have Michael Hicks coming up at 8:40. Tell him to hang on if he doesn't mind, because we're running short on time. KNST AM 790 Tucson's most stimulating talk. Shun. 832. Thank you for hanging out. 880 KNST 880-5678. Gary Lewis with you. Now. I put a call in during the break to uh, Hudlow Elementary, and I was told by a very nice lady, I said, you know, can I talk to the principal or confirm this or both? Hang on. Came back 30 seconds later. I can't confirm anything, but I can give you the number to our community relations department to uh, answer questions or or anything. Like, no, it's all good. I got uh, Michael Hicks coming up, a school board member. Oh. So they're uh, they're struggling a little bit now, Hudlow Elementary. Hang on a second, though. Let's go to uh, Steve. Steve, welcome to KNST. Hello. Yeah, good morning. Um, I can understand that most of these districts could use additional funding. But what I do when I don't have funding for essential items in my household, I readjust my budget. Well, yeah. And that last teacher said something about there is no money in the budget. Well, isn't that a district problem and not an Arizona government problem? Why doesn't USD give their superintendent a pay cut and cut back on their overhead staff and budget the essential items and get rid of the non-essential overhead you know i brought that up and of course teachers say well they've already cut down you know there's so much they've already cut back on administration and blah 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 blah. who knows i'm, I'm with you on that one though i'm, I'm with you all the but, districts yeah. are having a little bit of trouble but it seems like tusd is the worst off of them all so that means that district has a major impact on how bad they are well, they've been a mess for a long time. But again, money is not going to all of a sudden make the kids get a better education. And the way everything is now, remember all the things about Common Core, all the things parents and some disgruntled teachers, they take pictures and put it on the on the Internet, you know, look at this question, look at this, look at that. All you hear teachers do is complain that my textbooks are old, yet they never actually take a picture of an old textbook and put it out there, which makes me think, is this just a talking point? Like, if things are that bad, give me some evidence. Well, Show usually, it to me. But, you know, teachers have been complaining about not making enough money. No, of course. Decades. Of course. I know. We all, uh, we all do. We all do. They, they went to school to train to get a job where they knew they weren't going to make any money. Obviously, they're doing it for quality of life or other reasons. Well, now they're complaining yeah. that they don't make any money. I know. I, I, I'm with you on that one. Right, Steve. <laughs> Great points. Thank, Thank you, man. You. Take care. Um, I, they hate when I say this. You get a lot of time off. You can get a second job in the summer. No, I do other things. Well. This is part of, you get, you get benefits, you get a pension, you get all this stuff. Anyway, I tell you what, um, we're going to, uh, we're going to talk to, to Michael Hicks about this Hudlow elementary principal, a parent called up earlier, first thing this hour, 
uh, and said that he witnessed not only the Pledge of Allegiance outside in the courtyard at Hudlow Elementary School, but then the teacher led the students to say, Red for Red, which apparently is a major no-no. We'll get that coming up in five. Here is Fox. All right, 842, Gary Lewis with you, KNST, AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. Three things I think you need to know. Number one, it looks like, yes, there will be a walkout on Thursday. Teachers, who knows how many are going to go there. They're holding parents hostage. Not good, not good. And by the way, I keep getting uh, emails. At Walmart, you can get 24 number two pencils for $2.86. Are you really going on strike because you had to you know dish out three bucks for pencils? And parents aren't doing their job. I mean, enough is enough. Anyway, second thing that I think you need to know, Mike Pompeo, probably going to get the big old no vote from a Senate panel today. But to be the next Secretary of State, which is a joke, it's just because the anti-Trump status from the Democrats, they're all going to vote against him. But he still could be, they'll still say, well, we think he should go to the Senate for a a confirmation hearing, for a full vote. We'll see what happens. This is not good considering we're about to meet with Kim Jong-un. Third thing, I think you need to know the Nashville shooter, the Waffle House shooter. He's still on the loose. Schools are locked down there in Nashville. And it turns out that authorities knew he was nuts. Out in Illinois where he lives, they went and confiscated his weapons, gave them to his dad, said, don't give him these. He said, okay, and then he gave them to his son, and he used the same weapons to kill four people at that Waffle House. But we need more gun control. Wait till you hear the Nashville mayor says he wants full gun confiscation. What a maniac. Three things I think you need to know. Now let's go to TUSD board member Michael Hicks because we got a phone call from a concerned parent Said he dropped his kid off at uh, Hudlow Elementary, K through five school. They did the Pledge of Allegiance, gave out awards on the courtyard they do every Monday. And then the principal, apparently, according to this parent, said, Red for Red. And apparently that's a big no no, right, Michael? Uh, yeah. We, we should not be, whether you're an administrator or a teacher or just regular staff, we should not be soliciting uh, our children, our students, to be getting involved in a political. Debate. And is that policy at TUSD? Uh, I'm not sure which policy it, there is, but I'm, I'm, I know that there was a policy that was there because, as you said, we had the uh, principal at Davis who was uh, petitioning the students to go do some political activities that was not warranted. Well, when was that? Uh, this was this was several years ago. Okay, about two years ago. Okay. I'm assuming, I'm assuming it was like, uh, was it was it local? That was the local stuff. That was the one with Dolores Huerta and the rest of them, right? That That is when... Uh, the guy in the hat. What was the name again? That that was one of our, our former board members, yes. Sam Juarez. That's his name. And they were dealing with the uh, day off for the uh, Cesar Chavez day. That's right. And he was out there pushing it, and they had Huerta and some others, and they were telling the kids to go to their parents and say... Uh, Go to yep. the council meeting and, and ask for the day off for uh, for Cesar Chavez Day. Correct. And they so they got in trouble for that. Correct. Okay. So now you have this. Uh, let you know. Again, I called the school, Michael. I called the school uh, during the break about uh, eighteen minutes ago and asked to talk to the principal about this or have someone confirm it. And they came back and they said we can't confirm any of this, but we can give you the community relations number. And I said, don't worry, I'm talking to school board member Michael Hicks coming up. And they went, oh. <laughs> So, uh, I mean, what, what can actually happen now? I mean, this is what stinks is that, you know, the damage has already been done. Well, I, I'm not sure exactly what the superintendent intends to do regarding this, uh, but I, I, the superintendent is aware of it, and he's going to be taking the appropriate steps to remedy it. Hmm. What about these uh, these requests by teachers? All we hear are the horror stories, the school books. Can you confirm, I mean, have you seen textbooks 
Are they 13 years old like they've been telling me? Yeah, we we have had some some textbooks that are, are not perfect, uh, but we've had, got a lot of textbooks that are brand new and all this. We, I mean, if you look at our agendas, we're con- constantly approving different books and those types of things. If they don't come before the board, I'm not understanding why they're not getting replaced. Because it, it, if, if there's books that need to be replaced, most of them come before the board and we approve them. Ah. I've, not seen, I've not seen since I've been on the board almost eight years now where we not voted to get books or supplemental material. So in the past, so in the past, teachers have gone to the school board and said, look at this book. This book is outdated. That's happened? No. Oh, that hasn't happened? No, not that I'm aware of. So all of a sudden, out of nowhere, they're screaming that the reason that kids aren't doing well and they can't teach to the best of their abilities is because they have outdated materials. Well, I, I have to disagree a little bit with that. I think a lot of it is, uh, the, well, I'll be perfectly frank, I think most of it is our students' rights and responsibilities is what's helping not educate our students the most. When you have students who can be disruptive in their classrooms and not get any type of uh, discipline for it or consistently coming in tardy and disrupting the classroom, all of these things, I think, have an issue with that. I, I, you don't need a book to actually teach. I mean, I've, I've done this. I've been teaching over 30 years and I don't require a book. I, I go off of my training and off of my experience when I'm going through this. But, I mean, books are always good. But, I mean, it's, we can teach from the book to the students, or we can teach from our knowledge to the students. I mean, math is math, right? Math, math is, is math. math. Math doesn't change. Two uh, plus two never will equal two and a half, three and a half. English is English. You know, English is English. I mean, history, I guess you can update history. But do they yep. even teach American history anymore? Uh, yes, we do. I've heard There's, stories we, that it's not even every American year. American history and uh, culturally relevant courses. Culturally relevant courses. Right. Like those, the, are the new, yeah. those are the mandated courses that the federal court has mandated us to, only TUSD to teach. Hmm. Um no now, other schools. Okay, so and and again, the teachers, their contract, they just signed a new one, according to the last teacher, a union contract. No, I don't believe that. No? I, I don't believe that the board has voted on the new contracts as of yet for Tucson Unified, at least. You mean you guys haven't, but the teachers have agreed to it, right? Uh, that I don't know. Okay. Okay. So we're uh, not we're, we're not involved in that part of it. So. Uh, I mean, everybody wants to make more money. Don't, don't get me wrong. What, what's the yep. administration like? Do you think they can cut back from the top heaviness, or have they already done that at TUSD? Well, hopefully our superintendent is working on that, and I, I'm hoping that they're doing this because I agree. Teachers do need to make more money for what they're doing. You know, I've, I've said in the past, the further away from students you get, the mm-hmm. more money you make, which I think is just absurd. So it, we need to get more funding within our, our schools also. I mean, we have schools that are almost 100 years old that, that need work. They need work. And, you know, the state has cut those fundings for that. We have uh, 
not only teachers not getting paid what they should be getting paid, but we got bus drivers who are driving these kids out in the public that doesn't get paid worth anything. We have uh, maintenance workers that don't get paid what they should be getting paid. We are pretty sad in regard in regards to our pay. Okay. Um, well, hopefully, you know, we'll we'll see what happens. I can't imagine anything happening before Thursday. Well, uh, but here's, well, here's the other thing. What? We need to quit losing kids. We need to get off the dime and start doing something and take care of our classrooms and take care of the teachers who are in our classrooms and allow them to be able to manage their classrooms. Well, here's the and, thing. Why do you think you're losing kids? Is it because competition because yeah. there's better schools other places, yet these teachers want more money? For what reason? Yeah, and we keep losing kids. You know, that's, that's the most difficult part of it. And like it or not, if we lose the students we're going to lose the funding. So we need to be able to, everybody needs to also get on board and say, hey, we need to get this in, in check. We have a GSRR that is dismal. I'm not going to prove it again because it, it's just absurd. We don't deal with tardies. We don't deal with the discipline of kids for tardies or non-excused uh, absences. So it's until we do that, it's it's a difficult hill to climb. Well, and real quick, Mike, I'm running out of time. Let's talk about that because I said it's it's really a shame. We have teachers call up tell them, telling me they got stabbed, spit at, punched, stabbed with a pencil, I should say, uh, at school. Um, yep. And and you know, obviously, what it looks like to me is that the union looks the other way, and you know, teachers want more money, but why are they not saying we're going to hold out to make sure we have a, a, a you know a safe place to work? This is the only industry that I know of that well, actually allows this. Well, remember. It, Tucson Unified School District, I believe, is the only district in southern Arizona that has the union. And I agree. The union needs to step up and say, you know what? We are going to take on the this, this special master. We are going to take on the plaintiffs. We are going to take on the federal court and say, this is what's going on in our classrooms. We need to be able to take care of this. The individuals who are making the rules up for the classrooms have never been, haven't been in a classroom, haven't been in our classrooms for years mm-hmm. and years. They hear this and they hear that from certain people. We need to be able to get in there and go, this is what's going on. This is, that's one of the reasons why I put before the board and it passed. When we do a policy, it goes before the students, it goes before the, the parents, it goes before the staff, and goes before the teachers. And they better go through this thing and come back and say where it's lacking, where it's not lacking, exactly. what needs more teeth. Because I'll tell you one thing, if they come back and say, well, this isn't what, then you, you failed because you should have went through that document and came back to us and told us what needed to be done. All right. Michael, thank you. Can you let us know if anything happens to that principal out there in, uh, at Hudlow Elementary? Uh, if you hear anything more about this story, can you let me know? Well, I probably won't hear it much about it because if there is a discipline, then that's a discipline issue. So I wouldn't be able to communicate about that. <laughs> oh, great. I can let you know that, yeah. that the superintendent is aware of it and he's dealing with it. Word travels fast. Thank you, Michael. Thank you for doing that. I appreciate it, man. All right, sir. Thank take, you. Take care. Uh, but Martha is going to get out her message by not coming on this show. It's KNST. Our community. Your shot at $1,000 now. Text the word WIN to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's WIN to 200-200. Oh, hello. Hi. How's it going? What are you doing? Listening? Thank you. It's Monday, April 23rd. It's your morning ritual. Me. 
Garrett Lewis, what a show so far, huh? We can't let you down the last hour. Maybe we will. Who knows? KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. There's no guarantees in life, right? Except, no, we do guarantee greatness, don't we? Every day. Every. Except for Saturday. Yeah, Sunday. it's true. Three things I think you need to know. Number one. What's wrong with us? Should we start? Yeah. Number one. Uh, Number yeah, one. Yeah, it, I'm sorry. It's just this. I, the greatness may, may be going away. Uh, Doug Ducey is in big trouble. So are the teachers. Everyone's in big trouble. Unless your kids don't go to school. There's going to be a walkout on Thursday. Uh, can I say what the text that you got? Oh yeah. Red Rock already is what they canceled school. Yep. Thursday and Friday. There you the go. There they go. So they canceled school. Uh, teachers, honestly, what it looks like is that they're holding parents hostage by saying we may or may not be there on Thursday. That's not a way to win over people. You know what I'm saying? So anyway, they're gonna. They're. You want me to? Re- I'll get it in a second. Okay. They're. Uh, they're going to uh, walk out. We don't know how many for how long or what's going to happen. Uh, but we had one caller say, "Just pull your kids out. Screw them. You know what? Let's cut off the funding. Less kids in seats means less funding for schools. So uh, we'll see. Uh, and uh, Ducey is is rejecting, vetoing a bunch of bills sent to him by uh, Republicans in Arizona. And the reason he's doing that." is uh, he says, send me back, he vetoes it and writes, send me back a budget that gives teachers a 20% increase and restores funding. So he is folding. Teachers are are, are, are just, you know, who knows what they're going to do. And parents are left in, uh, and kids in, in limbo. And then we had this story, a, a listener, this is very important, a listener called up uh, an hour ago and said that his kid goes to Hudlow Elementary in Tucson and they were doing the pledge in the courtyard, handing out awards for kids because they all get awards, kindergarten through fifth grade. And then the principal was like, Red for red! I made the kids chant that, which is not right. Second thing, that's a lot first. Second thing I think you need to know uh, is that uh, the Senate committee is going to vote today. And it looks like it's going to be against Mike Pompeo. We think Rand Paul's already said he's not going to do it. Every Democrat say they will not vote in favor of him. But they could, even if, they, if he fails, even they, they could still say, we still recommend you go to a Senate for a full vote. And this is really pathetic, considering Hillary Clinton and John Kerry they were they were uh, given the go through. It's all because these lawmakers hate Trump. Don't they realize this is only going to make Trump supporters come out of the woodwork even stronger? Like they are so dumb they don't get it. Third thing. Third thing. I think you need to know is the Nashville Waffle House shooter still on the run. Turns out he's from Illinois and the Illinois authorities because he was arrested by Secret Service. He wanted to be Trump. He had firearms, whatever. The guy's mentally not all there. We'll get to this. But apparently the authorities took away firearms in Illinois from him, gave them to his dad, and then his dad gave them back to him. Those are the firearms that he used to shoot and kill those four people down in uh, Nashville at the Waffle House. Three things I think you need uh, to know. Um, by the way, I also want you to know that the Trumpster, very, very, very quickly, uh, the Trumpster... Um, I hit the wrong buttons. He tweeted out things this morning because the caravan of people, really quick, the caravan of people, of illegal aliens, showed up, right, uh, near the border. They're filling out paperwork to try to get, um, why, why can't I think of the word right now? I'm having a brain fart on a Monday, short on sleep. Say that again? When the, the, the people show up at our border. Um, to get into the country illegally? yes. yes. They're trying to... What the hell is it? Asylum. 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 Asylum for 100, Alex. Uh, So Trump tweeted out, despite the Democrat-inspired laws in sanctuary cities and the border being not so bad, or sorry, and the border being so bad and one-sided, I have instructed the Secretary of Homeland Security not to let these large caravans of people into our country. 
It's a disgrace. We're the only country in the world so naive. Wall. And then he tweeted, "We uh, Mexico, who has very law, uh, whose laws on immigration are very tough, must stop people from going through Mexico and into the U.S. We may make this a condition of the new NAFTA agreement. Our country cannot accept what's happening, and we must get wall funding fast. So Mexico has already announced, and this is what, you know, everybody else has guts. Mexico dismisses threat to tie NAFTA to migration policy. This just came out a few minutes ago. Mexican Foreign Minister Luis Vidigare, that guy's like Baghdad Bob, by the way. He's the misinformation minister. He said Mexico decides its immigration policy in a sovereign manner. It would be unacceptable to condition the renegotiation of the NAFTA, of NAFTA to the issue. Excuse me? Yeah, keep saying that. You know, they can act all tough. They let this stuff, they literally encourage people. They went to government officials, these these, these, uh, migrants, they went to government officials in Mexico to get advice on how to get to America. And they received the advice on how to get to America. So this is garbage. Where, where's the outrage from other Republicans? Why is it always only Trump? Ridiculous. Where's Martha uh, Silent? Nowhere? Nowhere. Well, uh, should we say something like this? I mean, should I, what should my handler say? I just, I just don't know. This is crazy. And then again, Martha McSilent Jr., a.k.a. Leah Marquez Peterson, she is the only one, well, there's one other that you have never heard of. There's three people that have decided to uh, take part in a debate eight days, a week from tomorrow, that I'll moderate CD2 debate for the Pima County Tea Party Republicans, Go um, Tea Party Patriots. Go to PimaCountyTeaPartyPatriots.com. There's a limited number of tickets available. You can only seat 100. It may be sold out by now. I don't know. I should find out. But anyway, Leah Marquez uh, said no thanks to the invitation to a debate because, I mean, why should she? The McSilent people are coaching her. It's all the same swamp masters. Don't you get it? I know you do. So anyway, I just wanted to bring that to your attention. I think it's uh, it's pretty damn important. Why are we always the ones that have to just you know be threatened? Mexico, we we shouldn't we shouldn't tie this together. Well, screw you, Mexico. We are tying it together. Who the hell are you to say we're not? And again, we finally have a president. Finally, have a president that actually has has jumped out and said America first. And he's calling out these stupid migrant uh, caravans. We, these thousands of illegals hit our border. What other president has actually called it out? You tell me. We've been wanting this. We finally get it. This is a good thing. This is a very good thing. Blue wave my behind. All right, let's talk about the, uh, the Nashville uh, Waffle House shooting. Because there's a lot you need to know. This guy's still on the loose, by the way. He uh, is armed with one handgun they believe is his. He's a 29-year-old. He was naked. All he was wearing was a green jacket and uh, his AR-15. Pops, I mean, granted, listen, at the Waffle House, I'm sure if random people walk in naked to a Waffle House, uh, it's like Thursday. You know, I've never been to a Waffle House. We had diners. Anyway... Uh, so he's naked except for a green jacket and an AR-15, and authorities said he may have, quote, mental issues. You think? You think? So now this guy is on the loose. They've closed schools. They don't know what's going on. He's on foot. Um, after he got done killing four people, I guess he tried to reload or jammed, and some guy, James Shaw Jr., decided to grab him. And he's saying, I'm not a hero. I just did it selfishly. He wanted to live. Good for him, though. You still are a hero, man. To have the guts to do that. So a customer got his uh, AR-15 away from him. 
And then he threw off his jacket, so he's butt naked, ran out of there. Ran out of there. Um, so I think they said he somehow, they think he got clothes. There was there a random naked guy running around Nashville. Now, in the past, the Secret Service arrested this guy last July for being in a restricted area near the White House. Apparently, he was detained. He refused to leave after uh, he refused to leave the restricted area. He said he wanted to meet President Trump. State police in Illinois, where he lived until last fall, subsequently revoked his state firearms card at the request of the FBI. FBI knew about him. They knew about uh, the high school shooter in Florida, right? They also knew about the uh, the Pulse nightclub shooter. The FBI knew about all these people. So anyway, the FBI said, hey, Illinois, take away his firearms card. So not only did they do that, four guns were then taken from him, including the AR-15 that he used to kill people. How did he get it back? Well, the sheriff, Robert Houston, there in Tazewell County, Illinois, said deputies allowed his father to take possession of the guns on the promise he would keep the weapons secure and out of the possession of this guy, of his son. Houston added that based on past deputies' uh, account encounters with this guy, there's certain certainly evidence that there's some sort of mental health issues involved with this guy. Apparently, Nashville police spokesman Don Aaron confirmed that his dad has, quote, acknowledged giving them back to his son, meaning his guns. So his son got the guns back because his dad gave them to him after he promised the FBI I would never do it or promised the authorities in Illinois, I would never do it. I'll hold these away from my son. Not a problem. Not a problem. But we need more gun laws, right? So his dad is the one that said, I'm going to give you these guns. So I guess he didn't pass the background check. Did they not do the background check? What's going on with that? Okay. So there's more. There's more craziness from this guy. May of 2016, Tazewell County employee uh, deputies called to a CVS parking lot where this this nut job said, listen, Taylor Swift stalking me. She's hacking my phone. At first, he resisted going to a local hospital for evaluation. Then he went. There was another report from the sheriff's office said this guy went into a community pool, barged in there in Tremont, Illinois, last June, jumped into the water wearing a pink woman's coat over his underwear. Investigators believed he had an AR-15 rifle in his trunk, but it was never displayed. No charges were filed. No charges were filed. Well, there's that. So, now that you know the background about this guy, let's hear from the mayor of Nashville. And I believe the Nashville mayor was a chick that uh, was having an affair with her bodyguard, and it was like the Me Too movement. Like, she was, like, having her way with him. And anyway... So there's a new mayor in Nashville, and this guy's out of his mind. I'll put this video up on my page at KNSD.com, and I'll share it on my Facebook page. The Nashville mayor is now named David Briley. Let's play the first David Briley soundbites. He went on CNN uh, yesterday. He goes on CNN yesterday, and literally this guy is like the, he, he is the gun confiscation group's dream right here. Like he is, I... I've never heard a politician go this far, but he wants all guns confiscated because it's not the person, it's the gun. That's I swear. That's what he is. I mean, based on that, why have we not had more AR-15s going to Waffle Houses by themselves and shoot people? Why has that not happened? Anyway, listen to what he said on CNN yesterday. David Briley, here we go. 
Nope, you got to turn it off. Stop sneezing. <laughs> you and your damn allergies. Let's go. People have had enough of this. There's certain weapons that are out there being sold that people are specifically choosing to go out and commit these acts to terrorize the people living in our country. And uh, no matter what the law is, these kind of guns are being used for this purpose. So we got to do more than just background checks. We got to do more than just making sure people with mental illness don't get them. These kind of guns just need to come off the street, period, because they're only being used for this purpose that's what we really got to do as a country i think that's that's it that's wow. what we're learning just from this instance where somebody may have actually had the gun illegally or legally it's really just about the gun itself it's really play play, play the last 10 seconds somebody may have had the gun legally or illegally it's really just about the gun itself here we go somebody may have actually had the gun illegally or legally it's really just about the gun itself oh yeah yeah there you go it's just about the gun itself these kinds of guns have to come off the streets they're only being used in mass shootings actually most mass shootings it's a handgun it's a handgun that's mostly what it is legally or illegal okay uh he will do the. he actually went even further we'll play that coming back you got to hear the next thing that this this nut job actually said, holy smokes. This is confiscation, baby. It's what he wants. It'll never go anywhere, but it's what he wants. Okay. We'll get that to you coming back in four, nine twenty one. You got to hear it to believe it. KNST AM 792 sounds most stimulating talk. Yes. Enjoy it. 926. By the way, I already did a FaceTime live session during the show. I'm not saying don't li- I'm just saying that if you're if you're on Facebook, like and follow my page, Facebook.com slash Garrett Lewis Radio. And that way I can remind you if you forget to listen, and how dare you? It's okay. Though. How does that we're even busy. happen? What which part? Forgetting to listen. Yeah, I don't understand that one either. It's uh we're gonna get science behind that. It might not be proven. It might be up there with like global warming and stuff. Man man made anyway. So bottom line is I'm gonna be doing this now randomly during the show, after the show. You just never know. So I'd love to get your comments during it also, and I guess I have to stay on long enough to make that happen, not just like a minute and a half. But you know, I mean, how long can you watch someone talk, right? I do it for four hours a day. That's <laughs> like 20 hours a week. That's a good point. And I hate it. Anyway, uh, so bottom line is I'll be doing more of this FaceTime Live stuff. I feel like now I finally feel like I'm old because this FaceTime Live has been out for like three years. And I just haven't had time or like the really the want or the need. And I realized it's another way that I can connect with you. And I feel like I'm like old and I fought, you know, new stuff. Right? I know that that's not the truth. The truth is you just don't want to shave and dress up every day. That's another thing. And look presentable. That's another is a reason I do radio. But um <laughs> have yeah. your wife lay out some better clothes. You be quiet. <laughs> It's like the uh, panties that your mother laid out. That was, that was Seinfeld. I know it was Seinfeld. Oh, good. I'm glad you did that. I'm in there. Anyway. So bottom line is I'll be doing some more of that stuff to connect with you. So uh, people are reacting, but they're reacting. It's still new. Don't get me wrong. I'm going to do it more often. So you have to stop everything you're doing in your life, listen to this show, and then pay attention to Facebook. Forget about everything else. So there's that. Uh, again, not we haven't heard back anything, and we probably won't. This, we want more money. Yeah, the teachers are using the kids to actually... Uh, pump up the uh, the red for edge stuff. And anyway, we'll get more into that in just a second. Let's continue uh, with the Nashville mayor, David Briley, wanting um, wanting to talk 
uh, wanting to ban guns, wanting to confiscate guns. Because, again, the guy used an AR-15, and even though the guy's been crazy, and they literally already caught, the authorities confiscated the firearms, confiscated his handgun, uh, an AR-15, and two other guns, and gave it to his dad, because his dad said, I promise I will keep it away from my son. And then his dad admitted, I gave them back to my son. But it's not the guy, it's the gun. Listen to more from David Briley on CNN. Here we go. Right. Well, the, the, the issue there is that uh, clearly he had come uh, into the net and people knew that he shouldn't have a weapon. And uh, without regard to that, he ended up with a weapon it's, um, that he came to Nashville with and uh, ended up taking away four innocent lives here in Nashville. It's more than just about the, the rules of the road and who gets a weapon and who doesn't. I mean, certain kinds of weapons are just being used because people see them as this terroristic what? tool. What? They're being used in our country to do these kind of things. So, I mean, it's possible that every law uh, enforcement agency did everything right under these circumstances, and he still ended up with a gun. That's the problem here, is that these particular kind of guns are really being used for something that uh, is terroristic in our in our country right now. So, yeah, I, I think everybody's sort of disappointed that the, the system didn't work under these circumstances. Uh, he ended up with a gun regardless, um, despite the fact that he had been identified as somebody who shouldn't have one and that's why that's why identified? we really got to come together as a country and oh. do something comprehensive, comprehensive to look at all the guns that are in our country yep. to start treating our our country like most of the industrialized world does where, oh. um, people need to demonstrate a need for a gun and not oh. just want it because these kind of guns are, are all about people wanting them for some purpose mm. that, uh, that we don't necessarily need in our country yeah, you don't, don't need, need it people to have these oh. guns so they can go out and shoot up a waffle house no we know that um, people need to demonstrate that they have uh, that there is some legitimate purpose for them to have them not just the fact that they want them there you go you must listen you you have to prove that you need the gun because i think it's bad i have no idea what an ar-15 is what it's equivalent to but it looks scary and you don't need it you don't need it excuse me i do need it you want to know why i need it because i want to i need it to stop guys like the the Waffle House shooter guy. I need it because I can. I mean, this guy, holy crap, Nashville, what the hell? That's their mayor, huh? 880-KNST, 880-5678. Uh, I got to get to one more time my take on the whole Steve Christie situation because if you missed it, it's really good. Off Facebook, live it. Uh, later today, that's that's it, right? I mean, Facetime, Face, whatever. I'll I'll do that, uh, and get your takes on that too. We got that, and we have to get to this. Should we hold it for tomorrow? The video of the lady that uh, uh, wrote, yeah. did bad things about yeah. Barbara Barbara Bush. The one she said, "Glad she's dead." Rhonda Gerard. There's been a video uncovered where it shows exactly what this woman is about, and she, this this is a tenured professor out there in Fresno. It's Fresno, by the way, so shouldn't be shocked. I know. I always call Fresno the armpit of America. Well, they must hate you there. Ah, feelings mutual. We're kind of an armpit. You know, armpits aren't bad as long as they have deodorant. You know, go hang out or on Is there anything bad? Tell me what you think. Is there anything bad about an armpit? Anyway, you can comment about this Nashville mayor, and then we'll get into this whole Steve Christie Is it shame? Uh, saying no thank you. <laughs> no thank you to the uh, Allie Miller challenge after he challenged her to come on this show. And we'll find out why. And I think there's, it just seems that it's too coincidental with this guy that owns Borderlands Construction, this Morgan North. It's just too coincidental. Everything Steve's pushing that would benefit this guy. Anyway, we'll get to that coming up. Here's Fox. Shun. Gary Lewis with you. Morning Ritual. 
Thanks for hanging out. Uh, it's just a rumor that they're also starting that class for single men. And if you smell like, you know, a possible wife, that you'd get shocked and run the other door. Just a rumor. It's also just a rumor that uh, women, when they start to nag their husbands, that they also get the shock and then they just also just stop. And But that would be glorious. I can't be alone on this. You know, maybe you should just tell him, hey, you're nagging me. Knock it off. <laughs> Thank you. I'll be here all week. Please try to buffet. Uh, you tell yours first and let me know what happens. I have. And that happened. I had a sore back from the couch. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> Three things I think you need to know. Number one. You got a strong back. Yeah, she made you do more hard labor. Uh, three things I think you need to know. Number one, it looks like there is going to be a walkout in Arizona teachers on Thursday, but we don't know if it's for sure how many, how long it'll be, none of that stuff. So the teachers are kind of holding all the parents and the students hostage now, aren't they? That's not good. It's not, not, not how you get people over to your side, right? Uh, second thing that I think you need to know, Mike Pompeo will probably be uh, probably get more no votes than yes votes in the Senate panel today, but they'll still recommend that he go to a full Senate confirmation where he probably and should be uh, approved to be the next Secretary of State. I mean, for, God, for God's sake, they approved Hillary and John Kerry. They always Presidents always get their guys, and this is vital considering that Trump's going to meet Kim Jong-un next month, we think. We think. I mean, again, the fact that Trump, and this was a Friday afternoon news dump. I mean, a lot has happened over the weekend. I was so excited on Friday. And then and then by the time Monday comes around, you have a thousand other things to talk about. But Kim Jong-un has announced that he's not going to do any more testing of his nuclear uh, program, which is, which is huge. Why didn't that happen under Obama or Bush or Clinton? Media never gives credit. Third thing, I think you need to know. How about this? The Hill.com has a story. Are you ready? You ready for that blue wave? 14 states have now hit record low unemployment. Yeah, I tell you what, those people have got to be upset that they have jobs now and are making money. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's everywhere from Texas to California. Oh, I love this. I, don't you love this? The states hitting new unemployment lows run the ideological gamut from conservative Texas to liberal California, suggesting a recovery stronger than any particular political persuasion. What do you, what do you high? Three things I think you need to know, by the way. What do you high? You think this just happened by accident? You don't think that the fact that Trump ordered regulations to leave in record fashion had anything to do with the improvement in jobs in Texas and in California? Holy smoke, the, the job cuts, is, I mean, the tax cuts as well? You don't think that anything, it's nothing to do with the person, it's stronger, it's, it's not Trump. It's not what we're trying to say, without saying it from the Hill, is that it's not Trump. Yeah, I mean, this is the media for you. California set a new record last month, unemployment rate at 4.1%, lowest since they started tracking it in 1976. They had 12.3% unemployment when Obama was president in 2010. Hmm. Yep. 13 states. 
or 14 states, 14 states. So, uh, yeah, you have that. All right. Now let's, uh, let's talk really quick about, uh, Steve Christie. I just want you to know Steve Christie, supervisor Christie. I invited him on the show, uh, Friday. Can you play the Steve Christie soundbite? Can you get the one to, where he challenged Allie Miller? First thing he said on the show on Thursday was challenging Allie Miller. She was on twice last week. He was on once. All of the interview, uh, interviews are on my iHeartRadio channel, iHeartRadio.com. Search Garrett Lewis, or you can go to KNST.com, go to my page. They're up there as well. It's all there for you. So Steve Christie came on the show on Thursday right out of the, the gate and said this. I'm doing great, and I'm looking forward to refuting all the false allegations that Supervisor oh. Miller made on your show yesterday and, wow. if possible, issuing uh, several personal challenges to Supervisor Miller as we progress. Mm. So she came on the show on Friday um, and refuted some stuff, and I, I sent him a text Thursday, when, when did I send him a text? Hang on, hang on, hang on. Uh, Thursday. And, because she came on, I think, Thursday and Friday. Anyway, I don't, bottom line, I sent him a text Thursday morning, 849. He responded to me Friday at 1052, uh, saying no thanks to be in studio with Allie. He said, that's why we have board meetings. I look forward to engaging Mrs. Miller there on public record. So there'll be 22 people at the meeting, and there'll be at least... 33, 34 people listening to this show? About. Okay. Don't forget Facebook Live now. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. probably yeah. hitting 40. Maybe 40. Ish. Okay, that's be cool. At least we beat the uh, the attendance of the meeting. So we have that. Now, it just occurred to me, just thinking, right? Just thinking, critical thinking. Um, now, Steve Christie was very, uh, he had unbridled enthusiasm. I think we have that one. Uh, number, number 62. Uh, not only him, he said everybody down there in Green Valley had unbridled enthusiasm for um, accepting the donation of a 130-acre out-of-business golf course that's in disarray that then the taxpayers of Pima County have to pay for to fix up, bring it back into, uh, I guess, what is park condition, and then uh, pay 90 grand a year to maintain that being a park. He said people are behind it. Here we go. Green Valley has embraced this open, natural setting with unbridled enthusiasm. Yep, there you go, Kramer. Unbridled enthusiasm. So he's all behind it, right? And again, who owned it? The guy that owns Borderlands uh, Construction. Morgan North. And Morgan and his crew, they build roads, man. They build. They do a lot of things. You go to their website. They build roads. And they make a lot of money off the county because they did, you know, they do bids and they get county projects to build roads and stuff like that. So it's just kind of interesting to me. Let's think of what factually has taken place. Morgan North buys a golf course that's already out of business in 2014, according to the Green Valley News, and just, I guess, sits on it for four years, paying almost 20 grand a year in property tax, and I guess can't do anything with it. So at that point, he's like, hey, I need to get rid of this. And Chuck Huckleberry and Steve Christie say, we'll take it. They don't make him fix it up. They, they just they sure, this 20 grand a year money loser, dump it on the taxpayers. Steve Christie's friends with this guy. Morgan North has donated $3,000 to Christie's campaign going back to 2016 for supervisor. Not to say that sways the decision. All right, they're buddies. I've been told they're neighbors. They've got, they belong to clubs before, all this stuff. And Morgan, by the way, is more than welcome to come on the show. He reached out to uh, management here, right? And uh, we got in touch with him. Ryan did, and he turned down the chance of being on the show. He wanted to talk to me off the air instead of on the air. Uh, homie ain't playing that. So, 
So this guy gets to dump off his money-losing land that nobody's going to buy. Who the hell's going to buy a money-losing golf course that's going to take hundreds of thousands of dollars to fix it up? And what do you do with it at that point, right? Nothing. So that happens at the same time that Steve Christie is pushing for the first-ever sales tax in Pima County that he says is needed to fix the roads. Well, who gets paid to fix roads? Borderlands Construction. It's just a bit too tight. Now, maybe it has nothing to do with it, but why can't I just put out these things there? And and I'm not saying that that's had anything to do with it. Again, not saying it had anything to do with it, but it just seems a bit too convenient, right? So Steve's out there, and I can question public officials, can I? I think, we, yes, we can. Steve's out there pushing for a sales tax in Pima County that, by the way, Allie Miller told us on Friday, under state statutes, uh, apparently this particular sales tax that, Steve Christie wants, and the rest of the council wants as well, as does Huckleberry, not all of the money has to even be used for roads. Allie said on these uh, on this show on Friday that uh, Supervisor Dick Elias is already talking about, I think it was a $30 million or $50 million that he wants to use for poor people, to help poor people somehow, even though we're being told it's for the roads, right? It's for the roads. So it can't just be me that thinks it's just too convenient that Steve and Chuck bail out their buddy, Borderland Construction Guy, and at the same time Steve is out there pushing for a sales tax, that there will be open bids, but why wouldn't Borderland's Construction, that already has uh, had millions of dollars in contracts with Pima County to make roads, why wouldn't they get contracts again and Make even more money that way. It's just all too incestuous, isn't it? I think so. 880-KNST, 880-5678, if you'd like to chime in. I don't think that this is too... Again, I don't know if anything is insidious. I don't think... I don't know if anything is crooked here. It just smells bad, right? It smells bad. According to their website, Borderlands does transportation, commercial site development, residential site development, ah, mass excavations, drainage infrastructure, utilities, structural concrete, all that stuff. Residential site development, ah, from single street subdivisions to luxury apartments and condos to master planned communities. Master planned communities. Borderland has partnered with a multitude of local and national home builders to build hundreds of residential infrastructure projects throughout South, uh, Southern Arizona. Oh. So you sit back and just, again, why would you buy 130 acres of closed-down golf course? I'd love to ask Morgan this, and I have no interest in talking to him off the air because that's just dumb. It's just on because if I repeat and I'll tell him if I did ever talk to him off the air, which I won't, I would say just so you know, none of this is off the record. But until he says it doesn't have quite the same impact, you know, and maybe there's nothing going on here and that's fine. But again, he told Ryan he doesn't want to go on the air because he doesn't want to be under my thumb. I'll give him a fair shake. 
That's what I, I come in studio then. And I you come you in studio. You look at me face to face and tell me you tell me the deal. It's your business. I get it. You know what? Why do I I don't owe you an explanation for buying this property? Well, considering you just dumped it on the taxpayers of Pima County, you kind of do. Or I mean, you don't you don't. You can just sit there and be sound. That's fine. Anyway, these things just got me. Just just my experience and critical thinking and led me to this. What? It's true. There's always something going on, right? 953. We'll continue. It's Candace. Radio station. Where is he? I'm Lisa Brady. Fox News. Police in Tennessee just confirming that the man accused of killing four people at a Waffle House restaurant early yesterday, Travis Ryan King, remains on the loose. If Ryan King is still in the woods, uh, he's been there now for more than 24 hours. And at some point, he's going to have to uh, try to come out for food or water. So the law enforcement presence is continuing significantly. Nashville police spokesman Don Aaron moments ago, Ryan King has a history of erratic behavior, including an arrest last year for getting past security near the White House. Police say he fled the shooting on foot yesterday morning, walking to his nearby apartment to put on pants. 29-year-old Travis Ryan King was last seen walking along a tree line behind the apartment complex early Sunday morning, wearing nothing but black pants. In addition to his arrest outside the White House last year, police records from Ryan King's home county in Illinois suggest the suspect was delusional and thought he was being stalked by singer Taylor Swift. Fox's Jonathan Seri in the Nashville suburb of Antioch. Police also just confirming that Ryan King is suspected of stealing a BMW from a dealership in a different county last Tuesday. The first vote on the CIA chief's nomination to be Secretary of State comes later today. Fox's Rachel Sutherland live in D.C. Lisa, Mike Pompeo probably won't get the stamp of approval from the Foreign Relations Committee, but his nomination will proceed to the full Senate anyway, where he needs a simple majority. With Republican John McCain out and Republican Rand Paul voting no, support from Democrats will be a must. Press Secretary Sarah Sanders says the White House hopes some members will change their minds. Democrats have to decide whether they love this country more than they hate this president. And one is already on board. West Virginia's Joe Manchin just announcing he's a yes. The full Senate expected to take a vote on Pompeo's nomination this week. Lisa. Thanks, Rachel. Fox News. Fair and balanced.